0: Log Talk Radio.
1: After two weeks of coming up just short of victory. The Miami Hurricanes managed to finish a single point ahead of the North Carolina State Wolfpack on Saturday night at Hard Rock Stadium. And it's absolutely amazing what a difference a W makes as opposed to an L. Suddenly a Canes nation that was counting the days towards replacing Manny Diaz, head coach, and maybe even Blake James as athletic director, now is left to wonder what happened if the Canes somehow are able to piece together a winning streak here, beginning with this Saturday's game at Pittsburgh. Such a win streak would definitely be a curveball to a university that behind the scenes has been preparing itself for radical change in the way that its athletic department is operated. And that would almost certainly involve hiring a new head football coach and possibly a new athletic director. And so, as the Canes head north for their next challenge, there's a lot of drama, and it's pretty impossible to figure out where all of this is going. Does one game, does one single-point victory at home on a Saturday night, no less, alter the entire landscape of what Miami's football has been and has been experiencing for many, many years now? We'll talk about that for sure tonight on Sport Live. And what about the style points? What about the way Tyler Van Dyke looked out there on the football field on Saturday night? How much promise that he seemed to show? Did Miami find a quarterback of the present and future almost by accident? Oh, and what about the injured Jake Garcia? Isn't it a bit premature to consider him an afterthought in the quarterback room? We'll talk about that also tonight on Kane Sport Live. And lastly, what about the Canes fans themselves, you guys? Did the performance on Saturday night reform those who imagined that this might actually have been about sitting home and wishing for a loss because it will inspire change? About 45% of fans have admitted that in informal polling on the message boards at Canesport.com. So where's all this going? What's going to happen All those thoughts, all those possibilities, all that drama, it's all going to be on the table tonight as we begin this new edition of CaneSport Live. Hello again, everybody. I'm Gary Furman, the publisher of CaneSport.com, and we welcome you once again to CaneSport Live. As always, this is your show. It'll be driven by your participation. The call-in number is 563-999-3550. That's 563-999-3550. We have 100 open phone lines, plenty of room for everybody to call in and participate. Uh, You know the drill by now. You hit the number one on your keypad. If you want to come on the show, that puts you in the queue. We bring you in the show in the order that you land in the queue. Again, we're back to our normal call-in number tonight, 563-999-3550, 563 999-3550 999-3550 you hit that one on your keypad if you want to come on the show so many topics to cover tonight van dyke garcia the surge of charleston rambo bubba bolden's season-ending injury and what that could mean as soon as this saturday so let's just go right after your calls and start talking about it and let's begin tonight in the 305 where you're now live on Kane sport live how are you doing this evening
2: Good, Gary. How are you this evening? Doing good. Is Adam? Yeah. yeah. What's up, Adam?
1: Welcome to the uh, welcome to the number one slot tonight. What you got for us?
2: A couple things. One, I am happy we won. Um, I did not want to see this team go winless this to, like, Georgia Tech. Um, hypothetically, and I had asked this a couple weeks ago, if we are to run the table. And I think we're I like Pitt. I think they're a good team, but I think we're more talented than Pitt. I think this entire season, the only team that was more talented than us was Alabama. Um, Hypothetically, if we run the table, do you see Manny getting another year? Because um, I really don't, because this would be our recruiting class is small and, um, every year if we go on a losing streak, this will come back up again. You know, it, so it, it's question. really – Sorry. I, yeah,
1: I get I get your question, Adam. And, and you know, it, it's a good question. I, I'm just not sure there's an answer right now. I mean, the first thing I'll say is this. They lost six straight games to Power 5 teams. What, what mm-hmm. are the odds of winning six straight games against Power 5 teams? I mean – you know they're they're so remote, but let's take your contingency and let's say they do run the table. They finish eight and four, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that leaves a decision for for the board of trustees to make. I mean, you know, right now um, I'm going to Adam. I'm going to mute you for a minute. There's too much back, background noise there, but um, I'll keep answering your question. But um, you know the, the 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 thing is that. Right now, I think there's an assumption that they're not running the table, that this is going to be a 7-5, 6-6 football team. If that ends up being the case, I think there's no question that there's going to be a change. Uh, I think that they're preparing for a change. Uh, I I feel like they're getting their budgeting done. They're getting their ducks in a row. Uh, They're doing all the things in the background that they need to do and should be doing short of firing Manny and beginning an all-out search a head coach so do they shift gears and say well live, let's give Manny one more year and, and let's see what happens I mean they can do that um maybe that depends on who they think might be available to them I mean that's certainly one consideration they could make uh but you know the thing is it's like I think you only do that if you reasonably expect things to be different next year Uh, is there any reason to believe that next year this program's going into Texas A&M and being competitive in that game? Uh, Clemson's struggling this year, so maybe there's a little bit more hope for a a Clemson game next year. Uh, But I'm not sure after all these years of these type of seasons that there's a a reason to expect that the program would be significantly different next year. So, You know, me if 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 I'm calling the shots on the board of trustees, that's what I'm looking at. Because every year that goes by, that Miami football is like this, all the top recruits from South Florida are leaving South Florida, um, and that the overall general program is a middle middle of the pack, non relevant program in college football. You're probably going to pay for it for two years down the road, and I think we're seeing that. You know, the mistakes that were made three years ago, they're still paying for three years down, you know, down the road. So um, if I had to go to a betting window and make a bet on it, um, Adam, it would be that there will be a change uh, for all those reasons I just mentioned. But
2: it's impossible
0: okay. to
1: predict that as we sit here today totally definitively.
2: Okay. And, and then a couple other things. Um, what was with Blake James's statement? I just thought that was really weird. Um, I, would, I would have not done that. And, again, it just seemed weird. And he didn't invite, like, 24-7 sports. I don't know if he invited you to that press conference on Friday. I,
1: first of all, no, you're, you're wrong. He, this is who he invited. He invited the, uh, the, the Miami sorry. Herald. He, he, he invited the Miami Herald. He invited ESPN. And he invited the Associated Press. And they were each okay. individual phone calls that Blake made to those three people and the intent of it was to get his message out on a national level it was dumb number one I agree totally dumb it was disrespectful to Manny Diaz
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, it was disrespectful to the general overall media and it blew up in his face because Manny did it in your face and won the game um, it really didn't get the desired impact on a national stage. If you watch game day on Saturday morning, they glossed over it for five mm-hmm. seconds. Um, it, you know, and uh basically, Blake came out looking like a fool for doing that. And, it, you know, okay. I don't get, like, I don't get what possessed him to do that, but it was very, if somebody talked him into it, they were wrong, they were misguiding him. If he came up with it himself, it's just the latest, uh, you know snap through on Blake's part that has put a big damper on his career here at Miami.
2: Okay. And um I, I know recruiting we're not even going to get into that till after something Manny as I see thereafter some transfer portal guys. I heard a guy from Clemson thereafter that was from twenty seven four seven, and then some a junior college kid from Syracuse. I know they want Is there really any point of recruiting? Because Miami's not going to be able to get a Shamar store, not with all this controversy or all this cloud, or even, unfortunately, Earl Little Jr. or um, Marvin Jones Jr.
1: No, they're not getting anybody right now. They're all all leaving right now. Uh, Recruiting is no place. Now, that said, they don't have a lot of spots this year. And there's mm-hmm. still the transfer portal ahead for whoever's the coach. So I'm okay. not really, uh, personally, very consumed with the recruiting class. I mean, I'm not worried about guys defecting. Um, you know, I I just I don't see a whole lot to you know fret over in terms of that. It's all going to work itself out uh, in in another month and a half or so. Uh, but okay. right now, I I would say recruiting is no place.
2: Okay. And last thing, does Manny, I know he won't say it, but after what Texas texted today in firing Matt Wells after three years, does Manny, do you think Manny's aware that he's on a short leash or that? Oh, of course. His feet is getting hot. Okay.
1: Of course he's aware. No, I don't. Yeah, of course. Okay. No, of course he is. Yeah. Wait, wait, you think he doesn't live in a bubble? Are you kidding me? Manny's very well aware well, of everything well, no. going, that's going on.
2: Uh, no, like, um, I, I know Chris Greer doesn't think he's aware that his job is in jeopardy, and anybody who's watched the Dolphins know that it probably is.
1: It should be. So I, I but that, you know, but
2: that's a whole okay. other subject, well, Adam. Th- yeah, sorry for getting that in. Uh, well, thanks for taking my call, Gary. Have a great rest of the show. You got it, man. Have a great night. All right, five
1: six three nine 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 three five five zero five six three nine 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 three five five zero. You hit the one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. And we're headed out now to the 757. You're live on How you doing
3: tonight? I just be damned. Yeah, baby, the 305 ride or die. Yeah, my team's won. Northwestern High School, I was at that game, and the Canes come through on Saturday, but the Dolphins messed it up on Sunday. But all that, forget all that. Hey, Gary, I heard your show this morning, buddy, and you were talking about that young boy, Dunson. the Dunson the Corner? And at the corner, uh, the young boy, and his name Dunson Mark or Dyson, or something like that, huh?
1: Oh, Isaiah, no, Isaiah Dunson.
3: Yeah, Dunson. Uh, I know you said he couldn't play corner, but uh, let me tell you something. I seen the one play he had on. the that was one. Uh, well, he was at corner. Now they moved in the safety. I got it. But you know, I'm gonna tell you. To me, who ain't no corner, and that's Stevenson. But they play him a little bit everywhere. Because in the Michigan game, Michigan State game, he got burned so much. I got tired of And I see they finally stopped letting him do power things. Thank God for that. Not talking about the kid, but that's why Georgia didn't want to play corner. He was better at a safety as well. We look good. Um, what was up with that damn before the half? we sitting in the stadium. Okay, we got the ball two minutes left. Come on, let's get down to the field. Let's get this first down. Third and one. What is this running up the middle? What the hell is wrong with Lasky? You can't run up the middle. Man ain't but a buck fifty. He bad as a mug though, but he can't run up the middle. I think it might have been the Brown or the Cody or whoever ran up the middle. So then they get the ball and go right down the field with 47 seconds left to score. Pissed me off, man. Just totally pissed me off. That's what gets Manny in trouble. You know, you can fire all of them right now. I just want to win. Like I said before, win, win, fire everybody. I don't give a damn. Winning is the key. The stadium was live. Everybody was happy. It feels good to get a victory. We got Pitt, like the young man just said a minute ago. Our talent, or what so-called talent that you say we got, is better than Pitt. Matter of fact, I'll tell better than everybody, like he said, besides Alabama and Clemson. They ain't a damn, they ain't They can't score with you no know what. So yeah, we can beat Pitt. We can do that too. Garcia play good. I mean, not Garcia. I mean, Van Dyke play good. I know Garcia's in the waiting. I mean, open competition next year because he ain't going to come back this year. It seems like so. So be all that. But we're looking good next year. Running back-wise, we're looking good at running back. I'm just happy with one man. And a whole lot more to say. 305, ride or die. That's what it is. Point-blade period. And the last thing, if the Dolphins don't get to Sean Watson, I'm done with that side answer. How it your boy. Kim is out. One love. Peace.
1: <laughs> all right, right, Uh I like your call today. You mentioned a couple pretty interesting things. Uh, third down. This has been driving me crazy now going back to last year. I bet you if you take a look at the last 20 third and ones that Lashley has called the run up the middle on like at least least 19 of them. And obviously opponents are looking for that. They're teeing off on the line of scrimmage. Uh, None of them are working. This offensive line is not built for that play. (laughs) I mean, they are not built for third and one, blow the opponent off the line of scrimmage and gain the, the yardage they're just not and it's been proven for the last two years Kane Kane you're so right why does he keep calling the same thing I just shake my head every single time and it's so funny it's gotten to the point where like Matt and I sit up in the press box and we say here comes the run up the middle that's gonna get stuffed and sure enough the the, the run up the middle gets stuffed and uh, I don't know man I mean like it's got to show up on the tendencies. If they're doing self-scouting, you know, obviously he watches tape. Like, they don't do a lot of hitting during the week. It's not like they're going to get better at it or or anything. Um, I can't explain why Rhett Lashley keeps calling uh, a dive up the middle on short yardage situations. Um, But he does, and they keep failing. Uh, The other subject that you're bringing up is talent. Miami is more talented than Pittsburgh. Uh, You know what? Let's judge that after Saturday. But here's the thing. I agree. Miami is as talented, at least, as everybody they're playing other than Alabama. Uh, But the problem is they're not winning the games. And um, that extends to, obviously, other issues, player development, coaching, that sort of stuff, game planning, and, and those sort of things. And the thing that's craziest about it is that the talent on this Miami roster is good as everybody on this side of the equation thinks it is because everyone's pulling for the Canes and everyone's Canes fans. If you talk to NFL scouts, they will tell you that Miami doesn't have a lot of talent. Like they they look at this roster and and they're yawning for the most part. Okay. Um, So the talent at Miami needs to get massively better. and, That's as much a reason as anything why I think the board of trustees must consider a coaching change. That's nothing to do with Manny. Uh, Manny's just a casualty of the problem that he can't do anything about. Manny is not a recruiter. Manny has never been a recruiter. Uh, It's not Manny's fault. Don't get mad at me for saying that. It's not. It's not Manny's fault that he was put in the head coaching seat at Miami where he's expected to go head-to-head with you know Nick Saban and Kirby Smart and Davo Swinney and um, Ryan Day and um, Lincoln Riley and all these guys that are at the top of college football. Man, he's expected to be able to go walk into a house and walk out with those kids as the head coach of Miami. That's not his, that's not his wheelhouse, man. And like last year, yeah, they won on James Williams and Leonard Taylor. Because mostly because of COVID. I mean, no COVID, Leonard Taylor probably goes to Florida. James Williams probably goes to Georgia, okay? So there's nothing wrong with the fact that Miami benefited and took advantage of COVID to put a damn good recruiting class up on the board last year. When you look at these guys, Arroyo and Kitchens, and, you know, there's a lot of really good players in this class. Jacoby George, I mean, um, Romello Brinson. I mean, you go on and on. This was a damn good recruiting class. This is what the recruiting classes at Miami should look like every single year and need to look like every single year. Well, it didn't look like this a couple of years ago, not to this level, um, and it's certainly not looking like that this year. And uh, it's a program that's been surviving on the transfer portal, uh, which I guess you can try to do year after year, but that puts a lot of pressure on you. At some point, you've got to be able to go out and recruit on an elite level uh, at the – in the high schools, and especially the high schools in South Florida. So talent, yeah, there's talent. Is, is it uh, equitable to the rest of the ACC? Yeah, it is. Is it good enough to put up 10, 11 victories, 12 victories in a season, compete for national titles? Absolutely not. And, uh, yeah, I don't know how many of you guys out there listen, watch the Lamar Thomas show. We had Alonzo Highsmith on the show last week. I thought Alonzo made a great point. At Miami, it should be about national titles. Period. That's what Miami should be talking about—not winning the coastal. Oh, can we get good enough to win the coastal? It's not real hard to get good enough to win the coastal. Okay. The fact that Miami hasn't been winning the coastal is shame on Miami. But um, Miami should be thinking about being an elite, relevant national program that contests for national titles, that gets to Charlotte on a regular basis, that gets in the playoff every every you know couple of years or whatever, and that should be the goal at Miami. And what the board of trustees in looking at this big picture that we've been talking about tonight, they have to evaluate, can Manny Diaz take us there, period. That should be the evaluation. And if the answer to that is no, Blake James made a mistake three years ago. We have an opportunity to correct that right now. Now is the time to do it. That even if six straight wins are peeled off here, which, again, are are very long odds, then they have to have the willpower to make that decision. Um, If they don't and they bring Manny back for another year, I'm guessing that next year would be very similar to this year. You know, that's just my thoughts on it. All right, 563-999-3550, 563-999-3550. You hit the one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go out now to the 786. You're
4: live on Sport Live. Gary, my friend, how are you?
1: Hey, what's up, everything? How you doing, man?
4: Doing well, doing well, doing well. Uh, Gary, there's been so much that you've uh, thrown at us here in a short amount of time, a uh, lot of information, a lot of different angles, a lot of different um, storylines. But one thing that I, I, I want to go back to, if I can, if that's okay with you, is uh, yesterday at the press conference, would you happen to have a clip of that audio with regards to your question yesterday with Manny?
1: Do you not have it isolated, no.
4: I wish you did. Um, I I understand um, all that you've you've, uh, highlighted with regards to what Blake did, and this is just yet another example of his incompetence, him not understanding the big picture. And it's been consistent with football since the very beginning. I think Mark, when he hired Mark, I think that was such a situation in which the right people – uh, the right BOT members, the right former players, that group was able to bridge that gap with someone who really needed to stay retired uh, or need, at least needed another year to at least to uh, to get his things together, so to speak, mentally, physically, emotionally, all those things. He needed a year to recoup uh, from the industry. And, and I think that that bridge was, th- that gap was bridged by those people. And he, again, he was able to benefit from that. And yes, they got marked the biggest contract they've ever given a coach. But the panic hire of Manny, the statement now that he made, the press conference that he did, these are all things that are just more examples of disalignment. Of, of There's no alignment in here top to bottom. Um, when you hire somebody, that's your guy. That's your person, so to speak, whether it's your women's basketball coach, your women's golf coach, your tennis coach, whatever it may be. You hiring that person, that is a major leap of faith uh, in terms of the direction of your athletic program as a whole and this person aligning with where you want to head and maintain yourself as a program. So I don't understand how he could do that. Now, you said earlier it's not Manny's fault. You're damn right it's not his fault. The, The guy was 18 days into his job at Temple. I mean, right. we reached out to him it wasn't like we reached he called uh, that I'm not
1: sure that's true. I think it was him. a mu mutu- it, it, it it was a mutual reach out like it was quick <laughs> i mean no, Ma- manny was that at the-, 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 the manny was the- Manny was, no, was in Blake's. wait a minute everything everything wait a minute every- manny was in um, Blake's office at the hex center uh i believe within an hour of mark yeah. Rick resigning yeah.
4: Yeah. But, but we also know that mark did call Manny beforehand, and Mark Marcus shared that story, that he did speak with him. If something does happen, you know, how are things going for you? That had been conveyed. That was on the ACC Network show two, two or three years ago when you he, get, you know when know he went about the call. story as yeah. for how things happened. Yeah, so it, I think pretty much you can't blame him for what's happened because he was not, he didn't possess the skills to have to be in this position. But he took the job anyway. I, and and Gary, let's be honest. Who here wouldn't take the job that was offered to you?
1: Everything, there is not one day.
4: No, there's not one
1: day that I personally have ever blamed Manny. And, you know, it's been a topic of debate on the message boards and stuff. You know, uh, I know Jay Collette and some of the others joke around or whatever that Gary says, don't blame Manny. I'm sincere in saying that. Um, I think Manny's doing the best he can. I think he's trying very hard. I, I think that he was thrown into one of the toughest jobs in college football. And, you know, what a surprise. He, he's, you know, he hasn't, he's, he's, he's kind of sunk in it. Like, this job's brutal, man. I mean, you, you, you can't just get thrown into a job like this if you're not good enough to do it. And that's why so many, you know, you look at some of the guys that have failed, they, that were handed the best rosters in college football. You know, Dennis Erickson couldn't couldn't sustain it. Larry Coker couldn't sustain it. I mean, they were handed the best rosters in college football when when they took over this job. Absolutely, this job is not just for anybody.
4: Well, and look at where Bandy came from. Really, his pedagogy, his teaching, his instruction, his his world of coaching, it came from Bobby Bowden and his staff. I mean, yeah, he worked for Chuck at, at NC State, was a GA, but. He's a Mickey Andrews kid. What did, what did all those teams do? Their freshmen and sophomores barely played, unless you were something extremely special. And everybody that was an upperclassman played. And he's been consistent with that. Even the transfer portal kids that he's brought in primarily have been upperclassmen, and then they've gone on to the NFL. They've had a chance to play pro ball. So I think everything he's demonstrated is what he knows. So he's having to learn how to entrust young guys how to get them prepared to play, not just what he's doing, but his entire staff. And, and we have to give credit where credit is due. I, I know the, the runs up the middle driver's crazy, but the guy called one of his best games on Saturday. Last year, probably called one of his best games on Saturday. Um,
0: game the year for what sure. They yeah. were going
4: to do yeah. understand what they were going to do to take away from TBD and knowing what to do in that third and long, that took I mean that took major, you know what? And I think that's a result of the amount of growth we've seen in this kid. Since the Virginia game, he's gotten a little bit better and a little bit better, a little bit better. He's doing a little – his mechanics have gotten better as a quarterback as well. So we're seeing growth. We keep we always point out what horrible teachings these guys are. But let's acknowledge what is looking good because he is getting better. Now, we, could, we might go to Pittsburgh this upcoming weekend, and he's going to be beyond confused with a, a packed box that's loaded, with a million games being played, pre-staff, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, he might really struggle really bad the first half or the entire game was Saturday. We don't know. But at least we have someone mentally that's not afraid of that moment. And I think that's something that also has to be attributed, not just to, to the persona of the kid and the willingness of the kid to get better, but there is somewhat of a culture in that quarterback room of guys getting better and competition's there. So let's acknowledge that. The last thing I wanted to talk about is, defensively, when we go, I think Manny said we we had eight missed tackles, PFF has 14, another service has 12. When you look at the last game that we played that way, we played against Virginia, we had a low amount of missed tackles as well. Both games happened home, okay? We're looking at a team that we're facing in Pittsburgh with one true weapon, in my opinion. That's uh, Adelson, Addison, something like that the guy in the slot, who's probably not as good as the guy who plays the slot for North Carolina, who it took us three quarters to figure out we needed to go ahead and double him. But anyway, you're looking at a team that we should be able to keep in check for the most part. I know he's playing phenomenal football, but we all know that Mark Whipple's offense, what it is, it's expanded a little bit, but the core is still there, Gary. They've got one true major playmaker. There is no excuse not to play a decent game. I know they're averaging 45 points a game. I get that. But if we're looking at the continued growth, that's what we want to see this Saturday is for, if Pitt scores under 30, we're going to win that game. If they score over 30, in my opinion, we're going to lose the game because we're going to be confused and often. So I'm hoping that the, the progress we're seeing from these young kids that are having to play more and more snaps, now with the issue with Bubba that he's done, you know, who wants to start two freshman safeties? I mean, I get you. It's a concern. We might see some Gervin Hall on Saturday. Might be. But I think that we've made enough progress from week to week that we can't fault the job that he's doing right now as a, as a staff, as a whole. Yeah, he really can't. And I understand we're a, a, a fumble away, a, a muff punt away, a helmet popping off. You know, but we're also – a freshman kicker who got hit on his kick and should have been called, like it was against NC State, from winning that game, you know? Or a couple of holding calls that weren't called against Carolina from possibly winning that game, at least a PI that we had in that second half. So we can go on and on and debate things. The fact is the kids are getting better. They haven't given up. They're even more engaged, I think, now. And I was really hoping to hear someone tell us this week that there was a little bit of a – a really competitive spirit, it, that it was getting kind of uh, testy out there. Why? Because they're pushing each other a little bit more. So those are the things that hopefully we'll see, Gary. But I, I, I'm not going to go ahead and, and spend all that time and energy and effort into ham and fireblade. Look, we all know what needs to be done. In the meantime, there's 85, 89 kids out there busting their ass. Let's have their back for once as a fan base. Because what he said yesterday, there is some relevance there, Gary. You don't have to go ahead and knock your own program when things are tough. It's easy. That's the easy way out. We all know. We all know our football. We know it's not where it needs to be. But right now, you're still in season. Let's finish things up and let's see where we're at. And if Blake is still here, great. If he's not, okay. If Manny's still here, it is what it is. But right now, let's focus on the kids, Gary. That's pretty much my main message for tonight. Because I really admire what these young kids are doing. And there's a couple of older guys that have put their ego in check, and they're supporting their brother. They're playing for their brother. That's what all this is about, man. All right, Gary. Be all right, man.
1: You got it, man. Thanks for the call. All right, 563-999-3550. 563-999-3550. You hit the 1 on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go out now to the 305. You're live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing this evening?
5: Hey, Gary, how you doing? Who's it, Shmira? It is.
1: What's up, my man? What's the good got for us?
5: Oh, man, Gary. I mean, that was just... I mean, I'm sitting there in a stadium, probably 10% past on Saturday night, watching a pathetic product on the field. And yes, I'm happy for the young kids, and I'm happy they got a win. Not really, because I just wanted them to play well and not win, and I just wish they would pull the ripcord on Manny already just so you don't have that nervousness that if they get on a winning streak, because we already know what's going to happen, delaying the inevitable, whether it be this year or next. I mean, if they happen next year, I will not ever watch a game. It's just too much. It's just pathetic. I mean, the the bar is set now so low that we beat a depleted NC State team on Saturday night on our home field that couldn't even catch. They probably dropped three balls and we get the break of a lifetime when our kid uh, fumbles two he fumbles ball twice on a punt which would have gave him a touchdown i mean it, it's just terrible i mean i left in the third quarter i just couldn't take it we don't even value possessions i mean it's just it, it, i i'm sorry it, this is just not if this is what the standards are at university of miami now it's just pathetic i really can't take it you left it. that game I, in I the know, third quarter yeah
0: You left in the third quarter? It
5: started at 7. Gary, I've been going to games. I'm 41 years old now since for 39 years. I've been in every glory game in the Orange Bowl. I used to come home from college to watch every game. And, I mean, it's 11 o'clock. It's two pathetic teams out there playing, and it's just bad. It's just a bad product that we're sitting and watching. I mean, no one back it, it was a competitive game, though. It went down to the wire.
1: I mean, would, would you like have to go I meet mean, some of the boys at? But or something? like, where were you going? I in,
5: wish. Actually, it was probably prior beforehand. It was you know, it was kind of like getting. It was just you know, you get there's no buzz in the stadium. There's just nothing. It's just just a bad product. It's really just. It's not fun to sit there when no one is in the stadiums, and it's just bad. It's just really not what. You know, I don't think anyone... Where'd you go? Huh?
1: Where'd you go go when you left?
5: No, I went home. I was at the track track from noon. You know, I had no reason to tailgate. No one was going to tailgate. Forget about that. My buddy met him, you know, he met me at Gulfstream. We drove over, took us 10 minutes, because there's obviously no traffic. Parked, you know, went into the Golden Cane section, had a few drinks. We sat there at halftime, watched 10 more minutes of the game, and just said, this is terrible. It's just awful. Unless that was it. Got the car, was home in 15 minutes, got the end of the game at home.
0: <laughs> All right. <laughs> Fair enough.
5: I mean, that's, it's just, it, it's not, it, this isn't, you know, it's not what anyone signed up for. It's not what anyone pays the money to, you know, for season tickets to watch. It's just really bad. I mean, so now, so you beat an NC state team. I mean, we have – we of course we have more talent than them. I mean, I know we just got into the talent how our talent is not actually that good. So now we play a Pittsburgh team. I mean, probably when you walk out to the field, of course they're better coached than us. I mean, any team is better coached than us. But we probably have equal to maybe a little less, you know, talent just because of a few injuries. But if you put us against any top ten team, we're 21-point underdogs. So really, at the end of the day, where are we? We didn't get anywhere. We're the same as what we – you know, look at Alabama. No they're not. No doubt.
1: And and and, and, good, and that's the truth. No, mean, the, no matter what happens the rest of the way, that is a hundred percent the truth.
5: Yeah, I mean, recruiting is. I mean, we're never going to get into that. A joke. And I see Manny put out some statement today that you know you're going to hit the portal. Yeah, we both know that's that's the cheap way of putting band-aids on a lot of big wounds. I mean, you're not going anywhere building a program like that. This transfer portal, building your your recruiting on that. I mean, we can't – we, all, the, all the young, young talent is out of here. We can't even talk to them. I mean, it, it's just – it, they need to pull this Band-Aid quick. And I would, so, I would be able to enjoy watching the games and hope they win because I thought last week was probably the worst possible outcome ever. I mean, it was terrible. Who, who wants that? To win by one point and now how – you know, you start the show, that everyone starts, oh, are we going to go on a win streak? We're not going on a win streak. This team is just not a good product. Bad, so I don't know. I had to get that off my chest. I've been sitting on for four days, you know, kind of just pissed off about it. And I just really just hope Pittsburgh just you know puts the misery to an end and that we could just turn the corner, let all these young kids play. By the way, what happened to Al Blades? Is he is he even? He's, I mean, he's hurt. Yeah, he's not healthy. He's hurt.
1: Yeah, I think he had a hernia or something like that. He's he's just he's not oh, healthy. You okay. see, he'll he'll try to come back next year.
5: Uh, yeah, I mean, by the way, they're much better with these – With I mean, that that Camp Kitchens tackle, which I watched at home, by the way, was a great tackle. I, there's no way any of our other starting safeties kid. from the beginning of the year make that tackle.
1: Um, I love
5: that. Yeah, he's good. How about the, the rooster guy? I mean, he's great. He's not in between the, the, the tackle. I mean, he'll wear down as the year goes on if they don't start. Yeah, he's he's not—he's not not a twenty-six touch a game guy. I don't think. No, that's way too much. But it took Cam Harris. Unfortunately, I never like to see injuries from anyone. Cam Harris blowing his knees out, blowing his knee out for to get this kid. I know he was suspended, but I mean, this kid is so much more dynamic, and at least has the potential to break big plays. I mean, the kid's good. He's really good. Yeah. You know, I I don't think they're using him. They're overusing him, but you know, whatever. But. I don't know, Gary, you know, my feelings on this. I just hope that they just pull this quickly and then I could just enjoy the end of the year and look forward to the off season. So you could uh, give us all your intake on who the next coach is going to be. And we already yeah, know who we want. I don't, it, uh, quickly, I don't think it's
1: getting pulled quickly. I don't think it's getting pulled quickly. I could be wrong. We'll see. Well, here's why, because like what, why? what they don't, don't need want. to do it because they don't need to, they don't need to like, they don't need to go through all that, and name an interim coach, and put the kids through all that upheaval and everything else. They don't need to do it because they can wait till the end of November. Uh, they can tell Manny he's relieved of his duties at the end of November, and they can a day or two later name a new coach. Like they can do all the work in the background right now. Like there's no, this isn't like the NFL where you know the, where there's tampering. Uh, you know where you're gonna get 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 arrested for tampering stuff like that. Like they can do all the work they need to do. Through back channels behind the scenes, like they, they don't have to fire Manny to do that. So I don't, I, I don't, yeah. I don't know that
5: they're not. Gonna, I think they're going to let him finish the year. Personally, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, I know. I, I guess I, you know you, you do. That does actually make sense. But it's just at the end of the day, you just want to know that they're the brighter days are ahead. And I, I was, yeah, but you're not going to be able know, to name a coach anyway, Shmara. You, you can't name a coach. No, no. I, I mean, you have to. You, you have to assume that the coach
1: that you're going to name is coaching another school right now. They're like in the middle of. The, it's still the middle of the season. You can't name a coach till after the after the regular season ends, or maybe even into the first week of December after the conference title games, depending on who it is. So, so can I
5: ask you a question? What 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 was what was the motivation for LSU pulling the trigger so quickly and for Texas Tech doing it yesterday? Which you know, just or for even how about this for for USC add them to Why a, it, why did they pull the team like that? USC,
1: you know, I'm not really sure. I can't really comment on USC. I don't know. Right. Um, you know LSU, they're letting them finish the year anyway. Um, right. You know, I, I, you know, so I mean, you know, maybe there's a scenario like that that we see where they say, okay, man, you could finish the year, but we're going to make a change. But if it, you know, they're not going to do it if you keep winning games. So we'll see, oh, God, we'll see what please. happens Saturday. If they're going to do it, they would do it Saturday after a potential loss at Pittsburgh. But
5: if there's a win at Pittsburgh, they're not going to do it, I don't think. Please. So we'll oh, God, it would be so bad. Just pull it. Please end it. All right, Gary. <laughs> good
6: luck. All right, Smyra. Thanks, <laughs> and thanks
1: I'll for being around. Me. Right. You got it, Ben. Thank you for uh, being part of the show. All right, 563-999-3550-563. Nine 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 three five five zero. You hit the one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go now to the nine four one. You're live on Kane Sport Live. How are you doing this evening?
7: Hi Gary, it's me, the Mikester Cane.
1: Mikester, what's up, buddy? What you got for us tonight?
7: Hey, you got uh, another no poem? Was that a
1: poem? You had a poem last week, right?
7: <laughs> yeah, I had a musical emergency that I had to meet, so. Uh that kind of fell through, but, uh, I'm back. I'm back this week. Uh, I don't have a commentary, but I do have a couple of things that I want to point out. I mean, you mentioned that 45% of the fans out there are rooting for the team to lose and I've got a message for them. Please don't do that. If you're going to make noise, you know, make the right kind of noise, but don't root for the team to lose. That's not fair for the kids that are busting their ass. Like, you, like, uh, everything or the other caller said, Adam, I think it was, who said that. That's not fair to the kids doing that. And, you know, it's just not the right thing to do. It really isn't. So root for the team to win regardless. We all know what's going to happen. Okay. It's a very unlikely scenario in which the, in which we're going to finish eight and four anyway. So your thoughts on that, Gary?
1: I I agree with you. I would, you know, it, it's like, I mean, obviously I know, I know most of these kids, we cover them going back to when they're in high school. Uh, we speak yeah. to them endlessly. We, you know, so we, we know them pretty well. We have NIL deals with several of them and um, so forth and so on. I mean, I couldn't personally imagine like going to the stadium, wishing that they lose. Um, I mean, we cover yeah. the games objectively. We do our analysis objectively because that's what we're supposed to do, but I would never personally imagine myself going to a stadium hoping that all these kids that we know so well lose a football yeah. game. No,
7: no, absolutely not. The other thing too is, uh, I think the caller before you mentioned about pulling the plug like right now. No, can't do that. You got to wait till the season ends. And searching for a head coach takes extensive planning. You've got to do your homework. You've got to evaluate. You've got to, there's just a lot, there's a lot, it's a complicated process. I mean, it takes, takes a little bit of time, but it takes careful planning. So you got to let Manny finish the end of the, you got to let Manny finish the season and then gracefully, you know, have him step down. Your thoughts on that as well. Um,
1: I I tend to agree. I don't, you know, I'm not. Like I, I understand the urgency some people have. I just personally don't think, you know, based on my knowledge of what's going on behind the scenes, I do not right. see them making an early dismissal of Manny as a, as a necessary element of doing what they need to do to get the, the athletic program in a better place as soon as possible. You know, I think they can do what they need to do very quietly behind the scenes. And I think they are doing that.
7: Right. Right. Absolutely. Oh, Thirdly, one thing, too, I caught my eye. On SB Nation, I saw a rumor that uh, Stoops, the Kentucky coach, was looking at the Miami job. Have you heard about that? 100%.
1: He's looking at the Miami job. Um, okay. He would love to get the Miami job. It's better, it's better than the Kentucky job. Uh,
7: oh, So, yes. yeah, of course, yeah. He's,
1: of course he's looking at it.
7: And this thing with Al Blades, um, I thought he had COVID. I don't know. No, that was, that. That, that was was my, last okay. year. That was last year, Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 Well, that's it, Gary. Uh, that's my all. That's all I got for tonight. Uh, well, look for the best against Pittsburgh. Hopefully they can pull this out. All right? All right. Thanks Mike, for talking
1: my- to you as always. Thanks for, thank you for being part of the show. Let's go to the 845. You're live on Kane Sport Live.
8: Yeah, Gary. How you doing? Hey, what's up, Greg? How you doing? Well, Good. Yeah, you there? I won't be. Yeah, yeah I won't be as negative as that Smyra guy, but um, let me ask you a question. Does Manny Diaz portray confidence on the sideline, in your opinion? Yeah, he does.
1: I mean, I think oh, that's one does. of his great traits. Like, Yeah, I think that's one of his greatest traits, to be honest with you. If you ask me what, what are the strengths of Manny, I think it would be – that he does always seem confident, and he does, you know, portray that.
8: Okay. Um, what'd you think of his timeout at the end of the half? You think I understood? I understood why light he out on the field.
1: I understand why right? he did it. Like, I, I don't know if it was that. I I I thought the reason he did it was that they had just gotten uh an uppercut basically to the chin and giving up that pass play. And, you know, what I thought he was doing was calling a timeout to just calm everybody down and and get them to take a deep breath and regroup so that hopefully they did not let them score a touchdown. Um, You know, people are saying, oh, they scored a touchdown because he called the timeout. I personally don't make that correlation. I, I mean, I don't, they, they scored a touchdown because somebody busted the coverage and the guy was wide open. And I don't think it had anything to do with the timeout. It had to do with busting the coverage. Um, so I personally didn't have as big a problem with the timeout. I mean, I, I thought I was understanding why he was doing it, and they were, like, stunned by that play. I mean, the last thing you're thinking you're going to give up there is an over-the-top, you know, 45, 46-yard pass, I think it was, that lets them get into scoring position in that situation. Um, if it was because they didn't have the right personnel, well, then they needed to call the timeout because they certainly wouldn't have wanted the play to go off without the right personnel. But if that's the case, then why was there a coverage bus on the play? I mean, I don't, you know, I, I'm not making that excuse. So, you know, I don't know, Greg. I, I mean, I, I personally didn't have a huge problem with it. Um, I thought he did it to settle the kids down.
8: Okay, Uh, you talk about these third and one plays. Okay, Um, I I was I was down in Florida a number of times. I watched Dad Franklin in person run about five different games. The guy's a freaking beast. He's two hundred and thirty pounds. Why don't you give him the ball on third and one
1: instead Instead of Jalen Knight? because that's why yeah, this staff nice. this is why that's, that's a great point and that 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 is why this staff is probably going to get fired after this year. It's little things like that. You know, how do you let your tight end disappear from the game for for weeks at a time? Um, you know, there's little things. Did you see how much better they looked when they threw the ball to Arroyo and Mallory the other night and added that element yeah. to their offense? Um, you know, um it's little things that are falling through the cracks right now with with the hurricanes and and that's one of them like use of personnel
8: okay um if they wanted to hire mario you said it wouldn't be till the beginning of december uh, possibly
1: well you could you could for... in the middle of the season there oregon's uh, right. fighting to go to playoffs okay i fine. mean as, as long right. as they're the playoff times. he's not he, you know you're not hiring mario right now
8: uh, he's not making the playoff. Calm down. All right. He almost blew that game the other day, by the way. Why are you having that guy it, throw the ball again? The Greg, they're, they're, awesome.
1: their, quarterback, their quarterback is killing them, okay? The kid threw two stupid interceptions in the second half. If he doesn't throw those well, two he stupid interceptions, because he, was, he, he made two stupid mistakes. They win that game okay. going away if you does make those two stupid plays. Yeah. Um, same thing with the game they lost at Stanford. I mean, they just – they gave – you know, it, stuff happens, man. You lose sometimes. But Oregon's a good team. Are they a playoff team this year? I'm not sure about that. Um, but would it be so stunning if they ran the table with the rest of their Pac-12 schedule? The Pac-12 is just yeah. like the
8: ACC. Okay. Let's just say Mario plays in his conference game, if you hire him, he has two weeks until signing day. Okay? What is he going to do? That's
1: probably probably when it would happen if it happens.
8: Okay, so we've got two weeks to recruit.
7: Yeah. Okay?
8: And we have eight players in the class right now. He may not even want some of these people
7: in the class. Correct.
8: Correct. you have 86 okay. players Re- on the team now. 50 of them are freshmen. There's not a good the, – the classes are not equal. It's crazy. you got 50 here's players. What, I think we, what he, is going to happen in his, three years he, when everyone leaves at the same time?
0: The team is okay.
8: going to suck. It,
1: it, all right, Greg, listen. If, if that is what happens down the road, and he is the guy that they end up able to – if they're able to – Get him to do it, and that's going to be a monumental task. But I don't think it's insurmountable. But it's going to, it's going to, it's going to, you know, take the University of Miami doing some real, real work, unlike anything they've ever done in their lives. Okay, um, I think what would happen is a couple things. I think number one, you have a, you would be hiring a coach who has been recruiting pretty much a, a large number of top players around the country. All those guys that he's been recruiting, that he's built relationships with over the last year or two, suddenly become on the table for Miami. Um, some of them may or may not have official visits left. You know, maybe they take unofficials. You know, whatever. You also can try to talk guys into waiting and not signing on signing day. There's nothing that says somebody has to sign on the early signing day. So the guys uh-huh. that you really, really want. If there's not enough time for them to visit, you just get them to delay their their signing and visit in January. Um, if they're really good players, it's not like everyone's pulling their offers off the table. So, you know, there's a lot of ways this could play out, Greg. Um, you know, and then, of course, there's the transfer portal.
8: Uh, my quick last point. Do me a favor. Tell your boy Lee Sterling to pick his game up a little. He was one and four this week on his picks. All right. Have a good day.
0: <laughs> and what were you,
8: Greg? I, I don't know. Rec- I what was your record this week? Them, what? What was your record this week? Did you make picks? But it wasn't good. It wasn't good. I listened to him. <laughs> All right. Have a good day.
1: Is, do you listen to him regularly?
8: Uh, do you, do you, did you listen to him before, to listen before he started doing the show with us? Oh, no. Yeah, I've heard. I know he's good. I'm, I'm busting your balls.
1: I'm kidding. Oh, I don't know. I, it, I mean, it's, it's, no,
8: no, no. I, I'm just saying, had you followed his pick? And he bet against Miami. Whatever. Whatever. Have a good day. <laughs> all right, Greg. <laughs>
1: yeah, Lee, Lee can't win when it comes to the hurricane. Uh, often seems to be on the wrong end of the uh, stick on that front. All right, 563-999-3550, 563-999-3550. You hit the one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. We're heading into our number two here, moving right along. taking some heat on the message boards today. Some people think that some of our callers go on too long. So uh, trying to keep things moving pretty well. Um, I think we're doing that. We're – Getting ready to go here to our, uh, I think, eighth caller of the night. So let's do it. Let's go out to the 770. You're live on Canesport Live. How you doing tonight? Gary, I'm doing good. What's going on?
9: Doing good. Who's this? It's
1: Steve in Atlanta. Oh, Steve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up, Steve? How you been, man?
9: I'm good.
10: How about you?
1: Doing good, man. Doing good. Talk to us. What you got?
10: I got, um, let's start with Manny. Diaz. Yeah, I think he should be out the door. He should have been. He should have been gone after that FIU loss, if you ask me. So any any minute he's around the program, the program is going backwards. That's the way I. Feel. That's that's me. I can't speak for everybody. Everybody, every fan speaks for himself. You know, I'm not gonna knock how nobody feels about him. I'm just gonna speak for myself. You know, this guy can't beat nobody. Worth, you know, talking about beating. You know, he's he hired the people who he hired. You know, he should have hired better people, a better staff. He knew he wasn't ready, so you know he could have went to Blake and say, you know, I need this guy, that guy, and a third to make us both look good. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Don't be hiring bums. You know, like. That guy he hired to run the strength program, he's a bum, straight bum. Those guys are weak. The offensive line has no legs. Their arms look like they don't lift weights. You know, they can't hold a block. They get knocked around. He's a bum. You know, Blake James, you know. Tell me about this this assistant AD that he was. Tell me about that, um, Gary. What do you mean?
1: Did you say he was an
10: assistant AD when he got hired before he got the AD
1: job? He had he had some experience. I, I forget how many years as the uh, the AD at uh, Maine. Oh, he was at Maine um, because he had been in Maine. Yeah, um, but then he came back to Miami, I believe, for a year or two before he got the AD job.
10: Well, I'm of the opinion with with this. Like I say, I've been I've been watching Miami since I guess '83 since they went on that first run. But I was probably going to games before that when the boys' club, when I was living in Coconut Grove in the, you know, where I guess I I was born in the Grove in 69, but we would play ball at the boys' club, at Southwest Boys' Club, and we would go to the games on the weekend. They would take us to the UM games at the Orange Bowl. But I really took interest when they went on that 1983 run and never lost interest in them. And yeah. from what I see, that's not me talking. The people who they have brought in this program is doing that, that that whatever that foot guy wrote that I saw in that thirty thirty. That's all I could think about when I see the, 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 the position of this program right now. That's what he wanted. He didn't, he didn't care nothing about football. He the reason Jimmy Johnson left. So we got Blake James, he hired all these bonds He gave Al Golden an extension when Al Golden should have been fired. He hires Manny Diaz after man I mean, he hires Mark Rick after Mark Rick gets fired from Georgia. You know, I don't know what he was thinking on that. You know, he, he he hires Manny Diaz on a Sunday night. And nobody at the program, you know, can stop this. No You know, nobody can pull the trigger on this. You know, it's like it's just it's a per, it's a hit job. This is not an accident. What is going on to the program? Now maybe they don't no. come to their senses. Maybe they don't come to their senses and said, "Hey, this is not what we want. We might have thought we wanted this, but this is not good for business. Our business sense is not as good as we thought it was. You know, this is bad for business. And you know, this 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 Manny don't blame Manny. I blame Manny." because Manny had the chance to not
1: make himself the
10: defensive coordinator this year. Maybe if he hire a better defensive coordinator, you know, it, it might well, be. Here, here we go with
1: this again. Steve, let me ask you a question. What makes you think he could hire a better defensive coordinator than himself? Than him? Like, look, look, he look, look, team look team what team he did team. the first time around. This is a guy that's replaced his staff in, in its pretty much entirety. In, in the first two years that he was in the job. what Like, what evidence think, do you think – right. and and, and I'm, not, I'm, I'm not being argumentative. I'm just saying, like, what evidence is there to suggest that he can hire a better coach than themselves to, to coordinate the defense? And if that guy exists that would come to work for Manny, yeah, what I'm defensive gonna... coordinator – Steve, Steve, wait a minute. What defensive coordinator do you think that's better than Manny wants to come work for Manny when he knows he's better than Manny?
10: Yeah, defensive coordinator, Gary, Gary,
1: please. Think, don't, about, don't it, think it. about it that way, Steve. Please,
10: please from, one Miami, from one Miami fan, I, I'm not going to think about it that way because I know if you paying me a salary, I don't care who I'm working for. I'm going to come do the job.
1: Steve, if somebody's a good defensive coordinator, do you think they're star- starving for their next meal? You think they don't have their pick yeah, of jobs?
3: come on, because they work for head
10: coaches no. like many, and then they're on the street. They on the nah. street need a job.
1: If they're good, they get hired very quickly.
10: Well, that look look look. If if the UM would have paid somebody some money to come help Manny out and Manny would have stepped aside and put his ego aside and put the program first
3: and not himself, he might See, not be on He the did house.
0: that.
1: He oh, did he, that. He, have you heard he, of a, have you heard of a guy named Blake Baker?
3: Blake Baker. He was a bum. He was for other oh, Manny. but he was the
7: guy that Manny hired to be defensive coordinator.
3: Yeah, because he was uh, he was beneath
11: Manny,
1: Manny, Manny had Manny. an open slate. Manny Manny got the job at Miami. He had an open slate.
3: He Manny could hire boss.
1: anybody that he,
3: he yeah,
11: But but, yeah. but 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 you're
1: assuming yeah. that he that he had a fool that was better than that. Come on, man.
0: You're like yeah. assuming yeah. that he
1: can hire somebody better. Yeah. Yeah. The evidence yeah. is there. I, he can.
10: Gary, it ain't no evidence that he can't. It ain't no evidence that he could. We don't know what he could have did because we'll never know. But you can't say he could have. You can't say he couldn't. Did he? Did he come tell you that? But let's move on. Steve, let's I said, Steve, on. I said
1: this two years ago. I I said two years ago that Manny was going to have a hard time putting the staff together because look, look, it was, the that that, that the, the guys that were out there that are better than Manny know they're better than Manny and they're not coming to work for Manny, and that's Manny's problem. He he he. He got Rhett Lashley, and you can argue all day how good or bad Rhett Lashley is. Sometimes he's good, sometimes he's bad. Um, he's okay. But they lucked into that one. The timing was right. Lashley needed a needed a better platform for himself. He's trying to be a head coach. So he and Manny got together, and they did a deal. But, uh, you know, I mean, hiring coaches has not been an easy thing for Manny.
10: Well, look, look, look. Blake James you know, he he hired this guy on the Sunday for whatever reason. Correct. I I, I, have, I have my without thoughts. any thought,
1: without any thought, Steve, to the things that we're talking about right now.
10: I, and well, that's you know, why I, it was
1: athletic director mal, That's why it was athletic director malpractice. The first question, the first question, he, Steve, that should have been asked on that Sunday: What kind of staff can you put together if I give you this job?
4: No, no,
10: no! It shouldn't. Have been I ben guarantee on the you
1: that question was never <laughs> asked.
10: It shouldn't have been ben on the Sunday. He was hiring Manny. He was already hiring Manny when 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 Mark. I believe Manny was hired before Mark Rick even finished making his decision.
8: When he knew
1: what Mark Rick... Yeah. I, 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 what,
10: this just my thought. It's just my thought. What but, What you
1: know, What is the part. greatest need, Steve, of your of this program? Blake James, as you're making this decision, what is the greatest need of this program? Oh, you mean it's recruiting on an elite level? Okay, Manny,
12: who have you recruited
1: at an elite level before in your coaching career, ever? Let's
3: talk about I,
1: guarantee you that, I guarantee you that wasn't asked and answered either. And that's why these guys got themselves into this situation. Manny I'm, I'm was in the perfect place. Manny was in the perfect place, Steve. He was going to Temple. He got his breakthrough. He
13: that was a breakthrough for him. He gets, he, to... he gets to go to he Temple.
1: He gets to go to Temple and learn how to be a head coach and build a coaching network and learn how to recruit as a head coach and all the things that a head coach has to do. Blake James put yeah. him in this Miami job where he can't succeed. Yeah, he can't talk. do let's it. Talk. They could keep him for 10 more years, you know, 10 more years just like this. No, and no, it's no, not his no, fault.
13: No, we can't. No, Gary, no, no!
1: I'm, I'm just saying. Hey. No, I know they can't, but they could. And you know what? You would get the same results because same plus same equals Gary, same. It is not. It is not Manny Diaz's fault.
10: Let's talk because I'm on the clock. Give me two more minutes. Let's let's talk about competition. You say they was competitive. Look, anytime you got two sorry teams that are poorly, you know, one that's poorly coached, one that is less talent and and, and better coach, it's gonna look competitive. You know, you got the Dolphins versus Jacksonville. That looked like a competitive game. But they were the in the NFL. You get what I'm saying? You, I do. You, you know, I, you and I agree, and I agree with you. You're going to have that when you got a, a, a poorly coached team with a lot of talent and a team with less talent but it's well coached. So, you're going you're gonna to see that. So, all those games are going to look competitive. What makes me sick is the media down there in Miami that let Manny, like he's some type of damn Jimmy Johnson, run to the mic. Nobody ever challenged him on the bull crap that he spits out of his mouth. I mean, he talks so much buffoonery that it, it, it's senseless. And nobody like Coach. You, you, it's you. You know, you're the problem. He blames everybody except himself. You know, you're not, you're not you're not, a great coach. You're not getting it done, buddy. Quit quit skating. Yeah, but he's, he's, not, he's
1: not standing up there, Steve, we, we and saying, I'm not a great coach. I mean, that's not happening. Huh?
10: Yeah, well. He's not going to well, stand he,
1: up he, there and he, say, I'm he, not a great he, coach. That's
10: not he, happening. he to the mic and say, I'm doing a, I need to do. Uh, he could say, I need to do better every week. Every week, it, it, the coach has got to do better. You know, if you hit Nick Saban can win a ball game, but he will step to the mic. And, and address his bad points where we need to coach better on that situation, this situation. You know, many always scapegoating his quarterback. It's so it's so refreshing to see that it wasn't the quarterback. It wasn't our past quarterback. Even looking at um, the quarterback we got now, he could be better. But that offense, I keep telling you guys. Lastly, I think that guy get two checks. That's all I'm gonna say about that. He can't be that. Too. <laughs> you know what I am
0: saying? I I
10: mean sometimes he's good,
1: sometimes he's yeah, not. Yeah, you ever
10: see that movie? You ever see that movie uh, with what's that guy name, Steven uh, Seagal? <laughs> yeah. When he in the alley and those guys are making his bad. That's what that's what I think about when I see that dude. Because some of the stuff like like that guy said about Thad Franklin and and those running backs. Our running back should be catching the ball out the backfield down the field at least fifteen to twenty times a game. How many times do Alabama throw the ball to their running back a game?
1: I I don't know. I don't have a count on that. But I'll tell you one thing: every time they throw a swing pass to Jalen Knight, it seems to be a winning play, man.
3: It don't it don't matter. Remember what you call him
10: last year in that game when 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 when, when the kosher came in and hit him down the field—the one who just ruined his knee. He caught that pass over over the um, over his head in the comeback in the game against was it Oklahoma State or whoever we played in that bowl game uh-huh. it was the other running back those boys can catch the ball down the field but we refuse to throw it we refuse to throw the ball to the tight end but once or twice a game this guy is sabotaging the program and it's going to hurt us in recruiting so all of these mm-hmm. guys they need to go fast I would take Manny Ben labeled. I would take him gone right now, you know, whoever comes in. But they ain't gonna let him go, because for whatever reason. But he needs to be marked as exit, stage right, so the recruits can know there's gonna be change, and he shouldn't be allowed to talk to any recruits. Do them like they did Randy. Randy, when did they fire Randy Sanders? Was it at the end of the year?
1: Is at the end of the year, yeah.
10: The last game after something, yeah. did they let they they made Randy they made Randy catch the jitney on him? They told Randy he couldn't come no. back to the school. Hey, I got. I don't
1: remember all that, but it was but it was the last just, game of the year. I, yeah, I got go ahead. one
10: question before. You go. Remember, you said uh, Florida State was a to fire when they had um, old boy there. You said that's a yeah. to fire. What you think? Of, what you think about our school right now?
1: Um, I don't think it's a dumpster fire. I, I think that there's a found no, no, Steve, no, I really do. I think there's a foundation of some good young players to build around. I, I don't think whoever coaches this team next year is starting from zero. Uh, it, it, I think that it's a team in development, no question. I think there's a lot of work to do, no question. But a dumpster fire? No, just the, I wouldn't call it a dumpster fire. You have way too many good players in this program for it to be a dumpster fire. Wait, time out, man. Time out. Let me finish. Look at what's in this program. You got two quarterbacks. I think you got a chance with to develop and, and and see how they do. You got a few running backs that have potential. Um, the receiver room, the, the the young receivers are all making contributions in year one. I'm not sure that when if Rambo exits, that I think he can come back one more year if he wants. I don't know that he will, but um, if Rambo exits, I'm not sure there's a number one receiver in the program, but there's a lot of number twos and number threes, um, tight end. I love what I see of, of Arroyo. I think Mallory will be back next year. So you're going to have Mallory and Arroyo next year. Um, O-line is a, is a dumpster fire. Yeah. But, but, you you're know,
3: like- <laughs> I
0: agree even even I even agree those guys are playing
1: a little bit better, but that's going to be a dumpster. That's a dumpster fire. That position is a, an absolute unequivocal mess. D line very average. Linebacker is a dumpster fire. Um, you got two a couple young safeties that you I guess three of them really that are showing promise for sure. Um, cornerback, you know, if you could get Tyreek to come back next year, would help a lot. You know, but it's still not great. Um, it can be better, but like my point is, Steve. You're not, whether it's Manny or Mario or you know, Lane Kiffin or Mark Stoops or whoever's coaching this team next year, they're not starting from zero.
10: Hey, no, 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 no. I agree with you. I think we have talent at all the positions. I just think not the all. coaching is, I no, no, no. Let me just let me let me just say I just think the coaching is a dumpster fire. The strength and conditioning is a dumpster fire. I think we are at out every game at the coaching position. Therefore, and it's been going on for years, you know, I think Nikoshi was better, and you know I've been on the record. He didn't look no worse than any of these guys. You know, if you call the right plays, if you look back at his history at Miami, the guy saved us in a bunch of games. He gave us a chance to win it, but the defense gave it up. And most of the time, the coaches was, the offensive coordinator had no clue, so it made the whole team look bad. The, the, you know, three downs and out. The same thing we're getting now. So I consider, you know, I think we have to have players at every position. Those offensive linemen—they're always four, three stars. They're not getting developed. They look like they don't lift one pound of weights in the off season. And the DBs, they they could be good. The linebackers, they could be okay with the right coach, coach to do the right thing for their side. I think our whole problem is coaching. And you bring the right coach in, kids who don't have talent, they can turn lemons into lemonade, and I'm done. King fans, it won't be long because I have no doubt that Manny is not going to go undefeated. Stay prayerful, Gary. Peace. Oh my, hey, Gary. One more thing. Yes, sir. That scooter dude. He should be blocked from the show. Cause I don't think oh, yeah, Alonzo Highsmith. I don't think Alonzo
1: Highsmith would. No, don't even don't repeat it. it. Don't repeat it. Don't repeat it.
10: That no, was I'm disgusting. Say,
1: I agree. Yeah, I I'm agree. That was that, disgusting. But, no, that guy. Is, that guy needs to get a get get a, get a grip on it. No doubt.
10: Yeah, he should be allowed back on. I, I was very. I don't. I don't that. think. I
1: don't. I, I that. don't think he'll be back. No, 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 you've got right.
10: control of that. He shouldn't be back on.
1: And P- yeah, and I just P- got P- to I just got to. make sure I recognize the number <laughs> and, and that he doesn't call in uh, on a different number. But anyway, uh, all right, Steve. P- P- all, right, all right, man. Hey, thanks for being part of the show. Yep, bye-bye. All right, uh, 563-999-3550. 563-999-3550. You hit the one on your keypad if you would like to come on the show. Um, let's go now. Let's go to the uh five oh four. You're live on Cane Sport Live. How you doing tonight?
9: I'm good, Jerry. How you doing, man? It's Roland from New Orleans. What's up, Roland? How you doing this week? I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, I'm gonna throw one name out. Tell me if it's just possible. I would hate to lose him. Man, I would hate to lose him. But Ryan Nielsen, the defensive line coach for the Saints is a monster he changed our whole d-line what do you think about him as a possible head coach well here's the, the thing here's the thing Here, here's That's the thing well
1: you're you're bringing him up because why because you think he's a really good d-line coach right no well, he's a hell of a he
9: changed that whole damn defense
1: okay but but 10. here's my point what makes him a good candidate to be a head football coach at the university of miami and go out and recruit against the kingpins of college football and all the other things this job entails. And that's that's the problem. It, it's not about just finding a guy that's a great X and O football coach. It's about finding a CEO that can handle this job. Dennis Erickson was as good of an X and O football coach as you'll find. I mean, he was phenomenal. He couldn't handle the job and what it entails. Mentioned and, this. And after he won the two national titles, that, there was decline from that point. Um,
9: but being you know, on the show um, Pete not, and, and, yeah. and Pete Carmichael with that whole staff, I mean, I'm just throwing a name out there. I mean, Excuse I, me, was, I know, but, 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 what but what I'm saying, Roland, is
1: it I would be an experiment. Recruiting. It's an experiment. Um, if
9: you put a guy like that
1: in this job, you're experimenting again. You can't afford to experiment here. You can't do it. This is not a lab experiment. University of Miami football is not a lab experiment. University of Miami football is <laughs> supposed to be playing for national titles every year. I know you don't have time to titles. take you don't have time to like try guys out that have never done it before, and that's why they keep getting themselves in trouble.
9: So, in your opinion, they gonna they're gonna play. They're gonna have, let Manny go through the whole year. So, so if they, let's just say somehow it, it, it
1: looks like that's what's going to happen.
9: That's what it looks like to me right now.
1: I, I thought that if they had lost last week, they so might they have won, made a But they might have. But but uh, but again, like I don't see where that's even like like it's not necessary. Like there's nothing to be gained. Like you don't need to put out a a, a message that the University of Miami is looking for a football coach. I mean, everybody knows the University of Miami is looking for a football coach. Uh, the previous caller was asking, saying that Mark Stoops was rumored to be interested in the Miami job. The coaching world out there—they know that Miami's likely to have a job opening. Like, you don't need to like go through all that upheaval and name. Now you got to pick an interim coach from the staff, and they got to be able to do all these extra things. You got to pay them more money. You you, you know you're going to throw theoretically a couple hundred thousand dollars in the garbage can. Because you've got to pay this, this coach that you're going to name the interim head coach. You've got to pay him more money because he's taking on those responsibilities. It's like, like I, just, I don't see the value of shipping Manny out to pasture right now. I mean, now you've got you to have somebody else coach the defense. Okay, now T-Rob, you're going to be the coordinator? Or Bob Shoop, who, who supposedly is helping Manny, now you're going to be the coordinator? Okay, great. Now you've got to pay that person more money. It's, it's like you just. It's like there's, there's just nothing to me to be gained by it. I don't think you need to send a message that you're looking for a coach. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I just don't. I, mm-hmm. I think it's fine. I think I like everything I'm seeing. I, I am privy well, to some of the this. stuff that's going on behind the scenes, Roland. I've reported okay. a lot of it, I, um, and I have no problem with what I'm seeing. I have no worries about the University of Miami's uh, game plan on this whole thing. Uh, can they pull it off? Can they get to the finish line? That remains a question, of course, until they do it. Can they get a lot don't But can I don't, think, line they, line, I don't think they have to fire Manny. I really don't. I don't think they have to fire him right now. Why? They, I don't think they gain anything.
9: Let me, well, let, let me ask you this final question, I'm, and then you go go to somebody else. I know everybody's people calling in. If you had to put a gauge on it, I know it's tough. What's the percentage you think that we, we go on this in 2022 – with the lines of high over operations. You know, you put me on hold. Roland, I think there's a great chance of, that's of all, that.
0: That's
9: a, but but that's
1: but, right but, but, but I, I think that the first question that they have to answer is, who's the athletic director going to be? Is it going to be Blake James? Is it not going to be Blake James? If it's not going to be Blake James, who's it going to be? Um and then, be, and once you, until you answer that question, I don't think you get to Alonzo. I have heard that there are some people that want to consider Alonzo for athletic director um,
14: be. out there.
1: Now, I, you know, I mean, you'd have to have some good administrators. Perfect. He would be perfect as a front man. Um, I don't yeah. know that Alonzo is going to want to do the day to day. Things yeah, they, that an athletic director yeah, typically yeah. has to do, he would have to have some really good assistant ads that doing that stuff with him and for him. Uh, but yeah. as a leader of the athletic department, as a guy that every day would make everybody accountable for their jobs, would would unquestionably deliver the message of what the standards are in the athletic department, what yeah. they and what they
9: ought to be. Alonzo absolutely would do that. He let me tell you what Alonzo would be to Miami. He would be Ozzie Newsome would. Baltimore Ravens have equivalent to the University of miami that's what, that's the impact it'll be that that would be the yeah impact. you just gotta have you have to have the right people underneath them working that's alongside right. them to help them help them yeah. with
1: all the administrative stuff, yep,
9: yeah. well, man just keep me on home man. appreciate it all right, Roland. Yep, you got it thanks for being part of the
1: show 563-999-3550. 563-999-3550. you hit the one on your keypad. If you would like to come on the show, let's go out to the seven two seven. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey
6: Gary, it's Jake from St. Pete. How you doing? What's up, Jake? How you doing this week? Doing good, doing good. Um, Blake James, what a fucking weasel. That's all I gotta say. What a weasel. How can they keep him at this point? Who is gonna? That stunt, he I mean, all he had to do was probably just shut his damn mouth and he would have flown under the radar. And this weasel goes out and throws Manny under the bus, who he is solely responsible for. I, I've i been fairly neutral on the whole Blake James thing because, you know, look, if you have somebody overseeing him during the hiring process, hiring a head coach is similar to, to running a business. Like one of these high-powered board of trustees can tell you how to interview someone or what you're looking for in a high level executive. They've been there, they've done it. You can, you know, you can manage that process. But this weasel coming out and throwing Manny right under the bus, like, you know, everyone knows he's probably a dead man walking. But to to do something like that, who in the world is gonna want to come work for that scumbag? Like, that's just that blows my mind. What what the hell he was thinking And that's how clueless this guy is because like, what did he think he was going to accomplish? Like, Oh, everyone's going to think I'm some genius. I got out in front of this after I caused this, just mind boggling. Uh, It was mind boggling. I agree.
1: It was mind. It was, it was absolutely mind boggling. I agree.
6: it's It's such a scumbag move. I mean, you know, you, what coach wants to work for somebody who's going to kick? So if you're going to fire him, fire him. Come on national TV and say, "Hey, Manny Diaz is done after this season." That is, you know, then hey, it is what it is. Everyone, you know, everyone's been wondering when's the day or what. You do happen. what LSU did. Um, Just do what LSU yeah, did, exactly. Jake. Like, but to come on and throw him under the bus, kick him while he's down in front of his it's team that's it been was, working their ass it, off. It, it, was, it, it was ridiculous. It
1: was ridiculous. Yeah, it was. It absolutely. Was. I I I, agree.
6: I I think any respect that could be had for the guy in the world of football was I mean not that he probably had much to begin with but uh you know my god what uh, what a fool he made of himself just an absolute fool. Um He's had a rough Ryan last by. 3 years. It's been a rough <laughs> last 3 years for Blake. No <laughs> doubt about it. That one I just oh my god. Um question for you. You know so <laughs> I, I, I Last week I was fuming mad about Manny Diaz. I still don't want him back. But the one thing I, you know, you keep saying that, uh, um, you know, it's impossible to think that they could ramble off, you know, six wins or whatnot in a row. I didn't say it's impossible. They won I don't think of their po- first. Nine. I don't think it's impossible. Blair, I'm not geez. overwhelmed by any of these teams. No, I mean, that, like, this is obviously going to – but if they win this weekend, it's pretty likely. What, what my question would be is, is, do you think – if not if Manny wins out, but if Manny Diaz goes to Charlotte and wins the ACC, do you <laughs> think he deserves another season? I wonder, absolutely, 100%. If he wins the ACC, 100%. Okay. No, I, cause I was thinking to myself over this last week. I don't think winning out is enough because, uh, to me, eight you don't have a choice so at weird. that point. If he does that, if he wins seven games in a row and
1: and 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 uh, you know wins the ACC, I mean, you you you, you, you know you got to give. Let him come back <laughs> next year and
6: try. Again. Now, do you think that? Well, I mean, I, I could probably answer this, and I—I I, I mean, I can tell you my opinion. I don't think he deserves an extension at that point. But do you think the administration is dumb enough to do that? Uh, no, I don't. Uh,
1: he's got two years left on his contract after this year. Um, I don't. No, I. I don't see the urgency to do an extension. No. And if you and if you so, do, you make the buyout so so little that it doesn't matter. If you got to do an extension oh, I, yeah, that's, for for recruiting uh, optics, you
6: just make the buyout. That's what so I little was thinking. Better. You give them a year or two with no buyout money attached to it, or, or negligible Yeah, right, right? right, right. right. Or something, you know, correct. Walk away money correct. at that point. Yeah, no, hundred uh, percent. I just I thought maybe I was crazy thinking that, but it, it's like you look at the schedule because even Pitt. You know, everyone's going, you know, wild about Kenny Pickett. Look, four of their games has been against pretty lousy teams. Their three games against—I did the math on it today—the three games against their their quality opponents, and even those haven't been that quality. Because Clemson, I think, is established at this point. Their offense is just atrocious this year, Um, but. They're the they're, uh, they're three games against quality opponents. They've scored an average of 30 points a game and uh, allowed 24. So it's not like they're, you know, lighting it up against monster competition here. They've just, you know, they've benefited from playing UMass and New Hampshire that uh, two of those games will bolster your, uh, your, your outlook for the season. But um so I got a question for you here. Um just I I know I pick on you every week about Mario, but how come you're always will? and again, Mario's a huge upgrade from Manny. So don't but how come you're always willing to give Mario the benefit of the doubt of like, oh, he's got a bad quarterback and this and that. When the reality well, is I, I'm I'm gonna, no, because quite, I, I, I
1: I because I understand where he is in his development of that program. Um that said, they're playing for their third straight Pac-12 titles, Jake. I
0: mean, in the developing program. They're they're, no, I mean, no. program. Yeah, they're, they're no, playing for the their third thing.
1: straight conference championship. I mean, oh, yeah. come on, man. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, like, they're not quite. They're I don't think they're many, quite a player. I don't think they're quite, quite a playoff team do. yet. I agree. I I personally think they're they're maybe a year away from being a playoff team, uh, potential. But but they may make it. Like who the heck knows? But like. But yeah, I like my, I see okay, them as so, to me. They're a 10 and 2 9 and 3 level team if when I look at them yeah. objectively like I don't like their quarterback I think he's average as can be he makes a lot of mistakes He also makes a lot of great plays. It's like a catch. It's really like catch 22 he's a with that kid bus, but type this,
6: guy. Yeah, but
1: he's a boomer bust, but they have a true freshman named T Ty Thompson that they're developing right now behind him that from what I have been told by people, is a potential future Heisman Trophy level type of player. And, you know, he's going to be the quarterback next year. Well, because they've got this veteran kid that they feel give them, gives them a better chance to win. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and how can you argue they went to Ohio State and, and beat Ohio State on the road? Now, like, do you think a true freshman was likely to, to take Oregon on the road to Ohio State and win that game? No,
6: probably not, not likely. They've been playing not for their likely, Jake. the last five weeks. In and that's a row. why he's
1: playing that kid. He's playing that kid because he, he has to make a head coach decision. This kid, he's not perfect. He's going to make mistakes. He's also going to make great plays. He gives us the best chance to win every game and win the conference for the
6: third straight year while we're trying to get to the so, point where we
1: can contend for the again, national play. I, I
6: think I posed that question poorly what what i'm what I'm getting at uh is not uh it's not to compare Mario to Manny. I, I guess I, I I kind of phrased it in that way. No, there is there is there is no comparison uh, uh, between
1: those two guys. There, there really is and then no, there isn't. No disrespect what? to Manny, but if you put the two resumes next to each other,
6: there's not even a discussion. Oh, no 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 no. So so let me let me let me finish the or follow up the the question. Mario has he no doubt the recruiting in Oregon is top notch and and on fire, but Mario yeah. is doing. Less with more at Oregon. Why? Why he's got a young team. That, hey,
0: supposedly, just
6: because they're because they're four and five stars doesn't mean they're they're going to be
1: playing at an all American level as true freshmen. I mean, he's got a young no, but, team. Well, plus, he's, plus he's had a lot he's of. He's got a,
6: a defense full of, uh, ju- He's been recruiting there for five years now. It's not like yeah, uh, and the uh, He recruited the to, to, to,
1: to, The two best defensive players, Cavon Thibodeau and um uh what's his name uh sewell noah sewell they're they're both phenomenal players and they are the heart of the defense the the third highest rated player he recruited was another linebacker by the name of justin flow that miami also tried to recruit um that kid's been hurt so he's not getting zero contribution out of that kid um but in the meantime like they're still a a good team i mean they, they have one loss they lost a close game to stanford you know they it was on the road. I believe it was night game on the road. They just didn't play well. Just
0: the same. Uh,
6: you know, I mean. Just the same as, as we could say with our team. They could be four and three. We could be five and two. It's My point being is, is that why in the world, if, if we have this chance for the first – this is literally the first time ever that Miami seems willing to do a serious coaching search and spend – Legitimate money that they should have been doing all along. Why would we not open it up to everyone? How do you That's know the they're not? Win. If it's Mario, it's Mario. No, I. How do you I know? Guess, how, well, how do you know, know they're, they're not? Them. How do you they know, know they're, they're not exploring other guys? How do you know they're not the looking at other guys besides, they besides I mean, Mario? They'd be fooled not to. I, I hope
0: to the God I mean, they are. I just All you
6: got to do is like call you make a phone call to Jimmy Sexton.
12: You make a call to Jimmy
1: Sexton. You're considering a whole bunch of guys.
12: Hey, hey. You
1: know who he is. He's the agent. Represents a bunch of coaches.
6: Yeah, yeah. No, no. I know he's he's got a ton of coaches in his pocket. I know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, no, but, but, but my point, point is, the point is the they, point. they could be looking at other guys. They could be exploring other guys. Oh, I hope. I they never are. said that's that Mario
1: was the only object of their uh, of their interest. First, they got to get to the point but where they, they have an agreement with Mario, be, and they and they know that Mario will take the job. We don't know that yet.
6: No. Uh, I mean, I, I think, you know, depending on it, if they do wind up, you know, uh, winning the Pac-12 again and even – I mean, they could go to the playoffs. It's not out of I, – I just – I don't – with how tight they've been playing, I, I, I have a hard time seeing a situation where they don't lose another game or two this
0: season. I agree. But,
1: I, I, yeah, um, absolutely. But let me ask you a question.
6: If they go 10-2,
1: and is that a bad season?
0: Uh, I mean, you know, 10-2?
1: I mean, with a, with a victory like, again, on the road at Ohio State? He,
0: so
6: so what makes you think? Like, he's not. He's not. First of all, he's not five
1: years Arizona.
4: in. Yeah, he is. No.
1: He's five years in at Oregon. 15, he's 19, not five years 20, in at the head
4: 21. Okay,
6: so four years. Sorry, four years into it. Correct, four. Correct. And, and, and two of his first three, he won the Pac-12. Why would he be so more successful? And he inherited
1: a four and seven team. Jake, the team was four and seven.
6: You know, you could say that Willie Taggart kind of took it off the wheels. But that's also a team that's been to the playoffs, that won the Pac twelve several times just before he got there. So you know that that's not not, that's not completely legitimate. Like Taggart was garbage. He also got handed uh, probably one of the best quarterbacks in the last. uh, you know, decade or so, and uh, completely misused them. So, you know, I, again, recruiting the guy's a monster. I just, I don't know as a coach that, you know, what what makes you think he comes here and just dominates or, or just gets us right back into that prominence within, say,
0: two here's to four what I years?
6: Think Miami, I don't here's
1: what it. Miami would get. Here's what Miami would get with Mario Cristobal. They would get a guy that would work, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year to make Miami football better. This is a guy that recruits. When he goes on vacation, he recruits. (laughs) Okay, okay. I mean, like, I think that you would have a chance. There's no guarantees. You would have a chance to significantly upgrade the roster. Okay, I think that he's a guy that's proven that he knows how to put a staff together, that he knows how to lure quality coaches. I mean, if you just look at the guys that have worked, for him through the years, including, by the way, at FIU. Do you know who was on his staff at FIU? Um, you know, guys like Jeff Collins, who's the head coach at Georgia Tech now, um, Satterfield, who's the head coach at Louisville now, um, trying to think who else worked for him, uh, Todd Orlando, who's one of the better defensive coordinators in college football, Um No doubt. And and, and there's more. And that was at FIU. Now look at what he's had at Oregon. His two coordinators have become head coaches. He's got Joe Moorhead, a former head coach, as his offensive coordinator, who's going to be a head coach again sooner rather than later. Let me ask you a question. Who on this Miami coaching staff right now, and and I love them all. They're all good guys. Who on this Miami coaching staff right now, Jake, do you think, in the next three years, is going to become a head coach. In the next five years is going to be a head coach.
6: I, and
11: again, I'm not, I'm not comparing it.
6: I just, to me, there's this obsession with Mario and Kane's nation, so to well, speak. And I just, I don't think it's, it's because, it.
1: because the guy checks every box for you're what Miami needs. You go need at to it. Take.
6: You go at it. You interview everyone.
1: Yeah, you could interview all the people you want. This guy checks all the boxes to me. Um, I think I got a pretty good understanding of the day Miami day. job at this point. And I'm telling you, this guy checks every box. He's got relationships in South Florida. He's well-respected. Uh, he's got relationships all throughout the state of Florida. He's got relationships nationally. He's built a reputation as one of the best offensive line coaches, uh, as a head coach and assistant, as anybody in college football. That's so he can go out- that, That's a huge thing. Jake, he can again, go outside the area and recruit elite linemen, which this program has not been able to do in decades.
6: That- Okay, you you might have sold me on that one because I I think that actually is a bar. I, I, I can think. go
1: on and on, man. I'm just getting started. I mean, he worked under Nick Saban. He understands what makes that what what the blueprint is to run a successful program. He's got that blueprint. Look
11: at the oh, Saban, Billy Napier works look under Nick Saban Look at Kirby. Look at Kirby. Yeah, uh, Lane Kiffin. Yeah, works under and he, Nick look at Billy Saban. Napier. So, Forget Billy you know, Napier like too.
6: Look Joe at Kirby O'Brien Smart.
11: works under Nick Saban.
0: Yeah,
1: but yeah. well, short, for a brief time. Look at Kirby Smart, who worked under Nick Saban for years. Look what he's doing at Georgia, and that's a guy that wasn't even a head coach before.
6: Um, look at Mario. He's like, got he a really big, at... big tree. No
11: question about it. But he's got I a tree. You want to know why? Because he, because he he has a
1: blueprint, Jake. He's got a blueprint that they can go take and follow, and that's what that that's what you're seeing happening. That's what Mario's doing. That's what Kirby Smart's doing. They might add their own little wrinkles to it. But they got the blueprint. They got the plan. All right, Jake, you got anything else tonight, man? Because I'm not going no, to get at. Again, you, you let Jake stay Mario's, on too long. They're
15: going to stay on the on message thrill. boards.
1: Gary, let Jake stay on too long.
6: <laughs> let me go. Let me go. All right, my friend. Talk to you next week, hopefully after a win. All right, man.
1: All right, let me be on the record, you guys, on the message boards at that You know, Jake had some good points. He had some good topics. Yeah, I I let him go a few minutes longer. I'm guilty, okay? But I I hope everybody got something out of that call. Um, I thought it was really good. Uh, 563-999-3550. 563-999-3550. You hit the one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go to the 865. You're live on GameSport Live.
11: Gary, what's up? It's James from Tennessee. Hey, what's up, James? How you doing, man? Ah, oh, bud, I wish I'd been better. I, I had to battle COVID for a couple of weeks, so I wasn't able to call into the, the show. Ooh, but oh. I'm better, and yeah, it, it was rough, man. Let me it ask you a question: rough, so. did, Had
1: you been vaccinated? Did, did you get the vaccine before you yeah. got COVID? Oh yeah, oh yeah, and, yeah.
16: And you, caught, yeah.
1: And, you sure it, and you caught it. And you caught it anyway, huh?
16: God, man, yep. that
1: killed yep. me. Sure did.
16: That, it, it, that's it, that's it, scary, so, man. That's
1: scary as hell. But you can still it get is. it, that so many I, people still get I'm, it.
11: And I'll tell you this, I think that uh, between you and I, um, I would have had it worse had I not had it, to be honest with you. So that because uh, yeah, uh, I got well, over in course, about four course, days or whatever, yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, I got I got out right. I got over it in about four days, to be honest with you. So but I hated missing the show. But uh, um, I was just, you know, you couldn't didn't have a voice or anything like that. But I, I've been watching. And I've been, you know, puking at the same time of watching this, this <laughs> the, right. the, the product that's been out there. Too much information, my man. man. You didn't yeah. have to go that no, no, far. No. We don't need to, no, We, we need don't like need all that. those gory details. <laughs> no, no, I meant, I meant, no, I meant figuratively. No, I meant figuratively. Oh, <laughs> no, I wasn't okay, that, I all right. Figuratively. All right. <laughs> no, it, no. It's it, 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 not only was I sick, but I was sick to my stomach watching the product that was out there the last few weeks. If you get my drift. But uh, anyway, Bob. Um, but um, but, but honestly, I
0: was
11: Saturday was a victory, man. Hey, listen, no, I'll take it. And I'm going to tell you what I'll take. The fact is, is the fact that those young guys went out there and yeah, look, look, there were drop passes. I hear what everybody's saying, but th- you got to give those kids credit. They went out there and they fought. And when I'm talking to kids, I mean, you're talking 18 and 19 year old guys, you know, and so forth. I mean, the upperclassmen I think have been the most disappointing story of this season. You know, you talk about the fact that you have some guys that are in their fifth or sixth year in this program and they've actually gotten worse, Gary. I mean, can you talk about that at all? I mean, why is it that that our players don't, they get worse? And and you know, here's the one thing. And if I'm wrong and out of line for saying this, um, you know, Manny and this staff, I don't want them to even touch these 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 precious treasures going forward. I mean, I, I really mean that when I say that. Like, I really believe that that uh, they, they could make these guys get worse because that's what we've seen in, for for the longest time now. That they don't get better; they regress. And and you know, there's so many other teams that, that they say, oh, this guy's going to be a stud next year or in two years when he's a junior and so forth? And, and and our guys, we say the same thing, but they actually get worse, and I don't know if it's injuries or not. But but what do you think it is, Gary? I mean, is it the attrition in coaches that they don't have consistency? I mean, or are they not working hard enough, uh, you know, whether with a personal trainer or in the weight room? I mean, what is it, Gary, of why we're not like that with, with other programs?
1: It's so many things, man. It's not one thing. I mean, people, like, the one thing I've never understood is why does it have to be one thing? I mean, people say it's player development. Somebody else will say it's coaching. Somebody else will say it's recruiting. Why can't it be all of of the above? You know, why can't it be everything, which is what I think it is?
11: Well, and and I'll tell you this, and I'm glad that you brought that up point because this is what I really wanted to focus on in this call, and I've really wanted to talk the last few weeks. But I do want to say something, and I know you got, um got uh, – I want to give you kudos because I couldn't do it last week. I did read your article. It was – beautifully written, fabulous, and thank you for giving us the insight to what is really going on. And and it, it, there was a sliver of hope there, so I can't thank you enough and praise you enough for putting that article out there. But I do want to say that um, you touched on so many things in that article, and the, uh, the thing that I'm most encouraged with is if, if Fernandez and Frank's people can get something going with Jorge Mas and that group, and if they can do something to get in an Alonzo and a Mario. I think that with the foundation that you have with right now and so forth being built, I really believe that, I think you said last week, um, you know, in three years, Mario could create a monster. I I really could see that. Two or three years with with a few, I mean, this recruiting class could be a dud just because of him coming in late, but who's to say, and I don't think he's this type of a person. I don't think it would would be be a dud, though. I don't
1: think it it would be a dud.
11: He's been, okay. he's been
1: recruiting every, every all these players all over the country. Like, yeah. he'll get some of them to come they down to Miami and take a
11: trip. Do you think they've flipped, though, or are they dead set on Oregon? Like, what do you think,
9: I mean, on that? Well, uh,
1: I think some of them maybe haven't made decisions. Some of them maybe have made other decisions. Some of them may have not wanted to go to Oregon, but they might want to go to Miami. I, I think there's local kids. Like, I mean, if Earl Little is willing to go out across the country, as far as you can go, twice to visit Oregon and Mario, you're telling me that now if Mario's at Miami up the street where his dad played football, that he's not going to consider it? I mean, I think he'd consider it. Um, you know, probably a little late in the game for a guy like Shamar Stewart, but you never know. But, like, you know, I'm just saying I think anything could happen if, if, if you make that move. And I think that now you've got one of the best recruiters in the country mining the transfer portal, too.
0: So exactly. there's all kinds
1: of things that can happen here. I'm not, I'm not personally stressing out about this recruiting class right now, because I understand can this I throw whole thing, else? you know, can change.
11: Yeah. Can I throw something else to the last caller, by the way, that was really um, c- kind of getting on Mario? Mario inherited a mess if it, uh, because Healthidge, who was before Slick Willie, um, he, he didn't have any good recruiting classes. That was the bottom of the barrel. He was only doing well with Chip Kelly's players people forget about and so forth. If we're really wanting to do a history lesson about Oregon on the Miami show and everything. And once again, uh, what this boils down to is that Mario is one at FIU and uh, with, that, with a program. That was in shambles and so forth. It wasn't even a program. It was it was whatever it was. And he did well there. He went to he went with uh, Saban and learned from him. And now he's gone to Oregon and he really had to like muck it up. Yes, they had a little bit of tradition and so forth and had some nice little years there. But they're not like a national champion contender or anything like that. They're they're not. And and they, they've always dropped games that they that they shouldn't have and so forth. Even under Chip Kelly and so forth. So I mean, it it, it happens it's football, it's crazy, and so forth. But I really feel that you said it yourself, they're going to be playing for the third uh, straight Pac-12 championship, and I think it would be a crime, despite that they did lose to Stanford, and if anybody watched that horrible game, they got screwed in that last drive. I mean, and I'm not going to spend any more time on that, but Mario would be the home run hire. He wants to be at Miami. I don't want him anywhere near Blake James, to be honest with you, because I know there's some bad blood there between the two of them. But honestly, I want a good athletic director and Mario, and I think you have a great damn combination that could just whoop up on the ACC. It's bad enough that we're even talking about as bad as we've looked this year and how the conferences look from top to bottom. I mean, you had Wake Forest give up 40 or 50 points to Army this i mean honestly so uh, th- this this is a this is a conference that can be won and you know as as much as everybody's like oh we could go six straight we could also go three and three th- th- there's no telling with what, how this team can play but at the same time i'm 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 encouraged by the fact that you did get some of the cancers out of there and the young guys are buying in and wanting to play my question to you though Gary is do, would they buy in for Mario, a guy that didn't recruit them? Or are they going to just take their ball and go home? I, I mean, I know you can't predict that, but what would your thoughts be if – would Mario have conversations with them to say, hey, give me a chance? Or would he even want them oh, to there's no doubt. What I, do you think?
1: I think a Mario Cristobal hiring at Miami would create such a groundswell of excitement that I don't see those things being issues, quite frankly. I mean – um, I I think there would be a surge of excitement down here if that I, I if think it so plays too. out that way. But but you know we're, we're a long real, way the, you know they're a long way from home on are. this one. Um, you know James they they you know they got to – they they you know yeah. there's a lot of work to be done here in the next few weeks and uh, we you know we'll see what happens. I mean I know for a fact LSU is making a run at Mario USC is interested in Mario um, and there'll be more. You know, there'll they'll, they'll be more that, you know, this isn't like, you know, just a a, a layup to get done. But, you know, I, I like what I'm hearing about what Miami's doing behind the scenes. And we'll, from there, we'll see what happens.
11: Um, Two quick points real quick before I – because I want other people to get on, Gary, and I really love the show and appreciate you giving me my time to talk. But um, back to real quick with Mario, did you check out any of the articles that were written the last couple weeks? It's almost like setting up the narrative. Uh, for the Oregon fans, he's leaving. It's just a question of where, like, you should be disappointed in Mario. It was like a story that was, like, either on 247 or SB Nation or something like that, and, and, they, and it, then not, they were kind yeah. of criticizing him. Okay, well, in the article, it was almost like they were like, oh, he should be doing better with what he's got and so forth or where he's at and so forth, and you should be disappointed that they're not undefeated and number two or whatever in the country right now and so forth, and and it was almost like setting up a narrative that they almost expect him to be gone and that we could get somebody better and it's and it's almost like are they trying to prepare themselves because they know he's going to go somewhere it's just a question of where um and i know now that you haven't read the article but but is that the narrative that could be being said in the circles that you know he is going to go somewhere but at the same time you said that he's got some great recruiting classes lined up um that you know maybe he he thinks he can, has a has a good shot of winning this thing if not this year you know maybe next year. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a byproduct
1: of where he wants to be, what he wants to do. You know, he's going to have opportunities. Uh, you know, everybody recognizes the job he's doing there. Um, you know, have they lost a few games that maybe they feel like they could have won or should have won? Absolutely. You know, they lost a couple last year that had you shaking your head, um, for, you know, but there's different circumstances, you know, I mean, you know, a, a running back fumbles, you know, uh, a referee throws a stupid flag. I mean,
11: the referees gave Stanford that game they lost this year. They did, I mean, and they did, Gary. They did, and anybody that watched that, and it was like watching paint dry, I'm not going to lie, but they kick out their best player. Um, that was a huge thing on that last drive, and and the quarterback you know, acted like he had gotten absolutely murdered, and good acting job on him. The next play, he throws a dime and gets him a first down after he had to sit out the other play that the backup walked in on. I mean, anybody that watched that, I mean, there was a total screw job there at the end. I felt, and I I don't understand that 100%. from the standpoint because, and I don't understand that from the standpoint because isn't the Pac-12 the one that bitches and moans and cries that we don't get respect? That was your one fucking shot to be definitely in the in the final four, and and not that the rest they like oh put the hanky in there. You know what I mean? Like like, like, like you can't tell me that, that yeah. some teams don't benefit from calls, and you're not going to help your guy, your preseason team ha- do it, and you you give a bum like David Shaw that, another window. To- that's the already team gone on the road and beat
1: Ohio State. That, that already yeah, exactly. went on the road and beat Ohio State. And you're throwing a flag and then, on fourth down yes. in the end zone on yes. a questionable as hell interference. Kind of like what Terry a, Porter did to Miami yes. against Ohio State. Amen. Are you freaking kidding Amen. me? Like, seriously. Amen. I, I,
13: I, yeah, a shame that on them. And, and you know what?
9: For, for, yeah. yeah for if he leaves Oregon, two two. That,
1: that might be as much of a reason as anything. It, should. it
9: absolutely should. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, that, that it, was it absolutely uh, big, that was that was a horrendous call by anybody's measure. I don't care who you wanted to see win. On the last it's play good, of the I'm game, it worked down like that. Thought. that
11: I'm glad I wasn't.
1: Yeah. No, that was ridiculous. Ridiculous.
11: Yeah.
0: All right, Absolutely. James, you got anything else to uh, yeah. um
11: l- Last point, brother, last point. Is there um, – you said something in the show that uh, you agree with me completely. You know, I've heard that, like, oh, Thad Franklin doesn't know the playbook. But you mean to tell me that he can't take a handoff and get two yards on, on a third and one Thank and so you. forth? And, and, he can't uh, be a short and, yardage and, and, back. Thank
1: you. You, you got to run Jalen uh,
11: uh, Knighton uh, up the middle a- on third A-gap. and one? L- listen, A gap, B gap, and, and the kid the kid was, was is, is solid, you know, I mean, and, and – and, and, and and you know you you, you talk and then that play to Arroyo. I mean, he looked great running down the sidelines like a gazelle. You know, and I'm like, why are we not getting the ball to this guy more or something? I mean, you you gotta find oh. your playmakers and get them the damn ball. And I think that I think what, what you're seeing with
1: guys should, like that, James. I think what yeah. you're seeing with guys like Arroyo is now it's uh, the middle of the season. They they are in shape now. You know, like these freshmen come in, they've never been in the kind of shape they need to be in to play college football. Uh, Arroyo looked as as in shape and fast on that play as I've seen him uh, going back into training camp. Like, he looked great
5: yeah. you know, on that play. Yeah.
11: Yeah. Well, I'm glad to see it. And, and I guess the last point, if it is a Mario, how good would the staff be, do you think, that he would he would get, and because the way I'm talking, Gary, I just don't want one or two guys that are just your only recruiters, and you have a staff that doesn't know what they're no. doing. I want a staff that has recruiters and can develop the talent and not regression. I mean, I don't think that's too much to ask and so forth, and be very selective and not just fill a roster to fill a roster. Get the guys you need. Otherwise, you become Clemson. That's all I got, Gary. Love you. Love the show. Go Kings. All
1: right, James.
11: I, I think if that guy came here, that he'd be able to
1: put a, an elite staff together. I think he would have an easier time getting coaches to come to Miami, if he, especially if he had the budget to pay them, than he would at um, at Oregon. So, uh, yeah, I don't see that being an issue at all. And I don't think that a coach could get a job under Mario Cristobal if they are not a recruiter. I don't think he would hire them. 563-999-3550, 563-999-3550, you hit the one. On your keypad, if you want to come on the show, let's go to the three eight six. You're live on Game Sport Live. How are you doing tonight?
17: Hey Gary, how we doing?
9: Doing, doing great. Who's this?
17: Uh, this will again. Uh, just uh, I want to uh, touch on two things. I, I want to ask you about uh, the first thing I want to ask about. You know, everybody keep. Uh, Talking about Miami they need to step it up in the recruiting, but I want to ask you this right here: how how are teams like Iowa, Cincinnati, Ole Miss, and Kentucky able to do it? Three of those teams I just named are in the top ten, and they don't have a re- <clears throat> they don't have a recruiting class nowhere near the top twenty. So how are they? How are these teams doing it with less talent?
1: Because I think everybody has and, different and strengths. And I mean, I, I, I think in Iowa, football I, football I, football. I, I think you got to take them each as individual uh, cases. I think Iowa, I mean, that guy has run a great program for many, many, many years. Uh, they recruit very well for their systems, and they do a great job of developing players for what they want to do. And they're not playing in the most difficult, you know, situation, be quite honest. But, you know, Iowa is not trying to win the SEC. Um, Cincinnati has an extremely easy schedule, um, but what they do do well there is they recruit very tough kids. And, and you know, it's that Cincinnati area and some of the other pockets nearby that are urban areas and stuff, they get very tough kids out of those areas, and, and they do a great job of recruiting them. And that's why you see Cincinnati under multiple head coaches doing very well. Who else did you mention?
17: Ole Miss and Kentucky.
1: Okay. Ole Miss, uh, probably not quite the same talent as like the Alabamas and Georgias of the world, but they have a very good offensive coach who has a very good system and they have a good quarterback and that gives them a chance to win games. Uh, they're not going to win the conference. You're seeing they're losing a lot of, you know, some of these games. But like um, they're competitive because they have a good offensive head coach. They got a good quarterback. And, and as an SEC school that recruits in the, in the South, they have, a, they have a decent roster, not, not a great roster. Um, the previous regime that did, had similar results at Ole Miss, they were the biggest cheaters in college football. So they bought a lot of players and that allowed them to be competitive. Um, who else did you mention? Kentucky. Kentucky uh has been able to recruit a couple good players that are that can make, you know, game changing plays. Um they got a, a good head coach. He he's a defensive minded head coach. They they do a very good job on defense with their systems and stuff. And that allows them to pull an upset or two a year. They also are not winning the SEC. Uh they can only go so far. Who else?
17: Oh, that was it.
1: Okay, but yeah, it. but you're seeing like the the point of all this is that there's four examples, but those are programs that have different things going for them that allow them to be competitive to a certain degree.
0: Okay, if you're in the um, state of Florida.
1: If you're, if you're in the state of Florida, Miami, Florida, Florida State, you have different upside. You have you have you have greater potential than those programs because you have a chance to recruit well enough and put a team together that's good enough. To compete for it all and if miami florida and florida state aren't doing that they're underachieving
17: i agree um my, my my last question is and uh i was talking about this we were talking about this at work today with some of my co-workers and they are out there listening to what your answer going to be we're dealing in hypotheticals here but we were discussing the would Miami, in your opinion, would Miami pay a head coach the type of money that maybe a Jimbo Fisher or a Dan Mullins is making? No.
1: I, well, are they going to pay $8, $10 million? No. And I don't think they need to. Uh, they're not going out and stealing Jimbo Fisher from Texas A&M. No. They're not going and stealing Dabo from Clemson. Uh, and I don't even know that they'd want to do that anyway. Quite honestly, I mean, Dabo's done a good job at Clemson. I don't know that that would mean he'd come to Miami and do a great job. Um, how many guys seriously are worth that kind of that kind of contract? Not many. And there's some of them that have them that may not be worth them. I mean, I would pay Nick Saban that kind of money to go anywhere, but they're not getting Nick Saban. And think Nick Saban's getting old, man. He's only got so many more years of this left. Um, I don't even know that I would pay Kirby Smart that kind of money to come to Miami. But, no, they don't need to. I mean, they need, they're need they going to need to go to five, six million here in this next hire, and I think they will.
17: All right, and going back to the conversation last week I had with you, I am not, I am not anti-Mario Cristobal. I just feel like this is a hire that Miami have to get right, and that's all I have to say tonight.
1: I agree, Will, and I'm of the opinion that that would be getting it right. Now, everybody's going to have different opinions. The people like to poke holes. When I look at the landscape, and I'm objective on this, I see one guy that checks every box, and I don't see a close second. That's just me, what I see. doesn't mean I'm right. doesn't mean I'm wrong. I'm just giving my opinion. All right, Will, thank you, man. Thanks for being part of the show. We'll talk to you next week. 563 999 563 Nine 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 three five five zero. You hit the one on your keypad. If you want to come on the show, let's go to the seven zero six. You're live on Kane Sport Live.
14: Hey, what's up, it's Gary? It's your boy Sebastian. I didn't think I was going to get in. I didn't get in at all last week.
1: I get everybody yeah, in week. every week. I, only,
14: I there this was one week, hung
1: up and, one uh... week in the last few years where I didn't get everybody in that, that <laughs> wanted to come.
14: I do my hey, best, hey, man. Hey, Gary, I just... Hey, hey, Gary! You know, I'm just, I'm just waiting to be the number one caller on uh, November sixth. I told you it was a Georgia Tech game. We're gonna get waxed by thirty points. Yeah, good, good, but, uh, good, you good know, luck, good luck on that.
1: If that happens, and you need to be the number one caller, you better send me an email or something
14: because
4: there's no way you're I'm, I'm, some I'm, of these I'm guys. Gonna...
14: <laughs> well, you know, I just, I don't know. I, I just think, I just think Georgia Tech is an underrated team, and if we don't, have I right think at they're at you, an underrated team too. You know, I we don't. I just think you know, it could just happen. Surprise some of the games but yeah. Yeah, first of all, I just,
0: uh,
14: I mean, the, the callers have been great. I mean, everything they were just been spot on. But every, everything I was going to tell you, I can't even tell you because they were just hitting it like that. Run up the middle, man. I, I was on the phone with my daughter in Florida. I live in uh Gulfport, Mississippi, and I told, I said, look, that third and one. Is just killing us, and it costs us a down in the red zone. The next time we was in the red zone, we ended up throwing the ball, and we ended up scoring a touchdown. The game we probably wouldn't have been as cl- that close if we would have did that, but those are just the kind of mistakes that we made. Here's the thing that I frustrated the Jesus out of me. So you got a starting safety who has been playing hurt all year. You get decimated in defense. You're the laughing stock of the college football season this year because you're missing tackles left and right. What was the risk you were going to take playing the young safeties? Was it just the fear that you didn't have enough depth and you were waiting for Avante Williams to come back? What was the risk? No. Because here's what I'm saying. Here's, my, here's the point I want to make. Someone said it. Any other safety would have missed that tackle that Cameron Kitchens made. And I think he missed that tackle because of the kind of athlete and the kind of football player he is. But I don't think he's been brainwashed with that bad tackling. When I see tackling, look at all the touchdown runs that all the quarterbacks have made on us this, this year. The guys don't attempt to tackle. It's like bumper cars out there. They don't extend well, their arms. They don't wrap up. Or just just, just go look. Sam Howell, look at the quarterback from – Virginia, look at the quarterback from um, last week from North Carolina State. If you look – like, I look at Ivy, I'm like, where's the wrapping up? Where's the hit, the wrapping up, and rolling here's, the garage to the ground? You don't see that at all. Here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say about the young players,
1: okay? And – um you know, you, you talk about Bubba Bold and Gervin Hall. They've played a lot of football here. Obviously, Manny has loyalty to those two kids. Okay, so he's not going into this season thinking, i got to bench Bubba Bold and Gervin Hall. Um, Gervin Hall has been horrendous this year. You're now at the middle in the middle of the season, and he didn't play one down last Saturday. So, you know, were they a little slow making that move? Maybe. But here's the thing that I don't think everybody can assume. Who's to suggest that James Williams and Cam Kitchens were ready to play, even at the level they're playing now, three or four weeks ago? I, I don't think that's an you know, assumption if, that you could make.
14: Don't, don't cut me off, Gary. You bring up a very good point. I mean, I'm, I'm <laughs> I mean, matter of fact, I'm not going to either counter that. Oh, the only thing I was going to say is, if you knew this guy was hurt, is what I'm saying, and you see all the missed tackles, and the games are so close. North Carolina game was close.
1: You were you were slow, close. shut them down. You're, you were yes, you could say Manny, you were slow <laughs> shutting Bubba Bolden down. You, 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 I'm
14: just saying, I'm just saying, it
0: could. Yeah, have you could definitely
1: make that argument Sebastian.
14: That's yeah, what I'm no Could could it have been the difference in the game where uh, not so much? Now I understand busted assignments going to happen. I mean. When I mean, we had a kickoff run against us with Appalachian State, and I just think it was really James Williams that blew it. He went in the wrong gap. The guy was on instead of defending the sideline, using the sideline as a man. He went inside. The guy went on the other side, and that's a hundred yard uh, touchdown. So that, that's one. There the you one go. I that, to make. There you it's go. Just, and that's the catch twenty-two
1: when you're relying on true right. freshmen. Now you you can right. make the argument now because you're 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 working on the benefit of of you know, you're being you're capable of being a Monday morning quarterback here, let's be honest. And you right. could say that Manny, you screwed up. You were too slow pulling the trigger on Bubba Bolden. He you know he, but but when you're in the heat of the battle like he is and you're trying to keep your job and you've got a a, a guy that's supposed to be your best defensive football player and yeah, he's hurt. But at least he, but you, you think he knows what the hell he's doing out there, and your job is on the line, and your career is on the line. Like to make a decision to throw a true freshman out there who maybe doesn't have fifty percent of that knowledge yet. I mean, that's a, that, that's a hard decision to make, yeah, too, Sebastian.
14: I mean I mean, I mean, I mean, Garrett. Like I said, I'm, I'm giving you some points on that. You gave me some points on that. Um, I mean, all, all all I was saying is. The, I mean, in all reality, we're about seven points away from being, what, five and two maybe, you know, really. I mean, and and if we were five and two going to play Pittsburgh, imagine where we would be. We would not be talking about doing a coaching change. So that's six, one, half dozen or the other. But, you know, the short, largest thing. Well, short, largest you would if you lose to Pittsburgh and go to five and three <laughs> and end the season yeah. eight
1: and four, right. something like that. Right. I mean, the, the whole ACC right. is like this, man. Every, everybody, everybody takes turns beating each other. Like you mentioned, um, yep. you, were just, you were just talking about Georgia Tech, all right? Let's, let's take a look at Georgia mm-hmm. Tech. They lose 14-8 to Clemson. They blow out Carolina 45-22. Yep. to they, they, yep. they, Then they turn around and get blown out by Pittsburgh. Then they win a close game against the worst team in the conference, Duke. And then they lose a forty-eight forty shootout at Virginia. I mean, this is the whole conference. It's like week to it's like week yeah. to week. There's no consistency. Everybody takes turns beating everybody. And like you said, would you would would any of us be shocked if if uh, Georgia Tech comes down to Miami
14: November the sixth and wins? No, no, I'm not. I, I, I'm not, and I, I'm, I'm I'm expecting it to happen. I'm telling you, I'm going to call it because I think it's going to be a blowout, but. Uh... But I mean, I mean those those are those are the things, and I and I, I never like root, I never root against the Canes. I'm just saying I just think a whooping is coming. But I mean, I I, I as I I'm a, as I watch the game, I have to give the coaches credit because those guys looked like they were ready to play. I mean, from the get go, even my daughter was telling me she was like, man, these guys look like. You know, we still had the missed tackles things, but you know, when I heard the story about Bubba Bolden being shut down, you know, with the with the shoulder and all, all I was saying to myself is, man, that's probably one or two games that we could have had in our hip pocket, uh, because if he was out there and he just could not make tackles, I mean, if you, it's not a matter of blowing assignments, you can ha- you can know the assignment, but if you can't make the play, then it would have been over. And and I, and I saw that Cam Kitchens tackle, and all I was saying to myself is, that guy knows how to tackle, and he just hasn't been brainwashed, because I'm watching all these guys, it's just bumper cars out there, bumper to the bumper to bumper to bumper to bumper, and so forth. Next point I want to make is this, I'm I'm like with you, there's nothing that has me concerned about recruiting this year, absolutely nothing. I mean, if we make a coaching change, and not one of those players stick with Miami, I still think that we're going to be fine. What we really, really need is we need an attitude adjustment. We need an attitudes adjustment. where we need to define what are our expectations. Because I said it before, when you lay out your expectations in the beginning, that starts everything because everything starts to move in that particular direction. What I'm really looking, what what I'm hoping to see before this season is out is we've seen these kids fight back, you know, uh, and lose, um, but this this particular game they fought back and they won. But they was at home. They need something like that on the road. They need something like that on the road. And and the games I'm looking forward to is the games where we're not so far down in the first quarter that we have so much of a mountain for us to climb. And 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 that's what I'm that that's what I'm looking for. The last point I want to make is this. You this is what I need your help on. Help me understand why the mass substitutions all the time. I cannot understand. I agree that. with you. It is the first I, quarter. I, I don't it understand it either. The, it, it is the first quarter. I mean, your defensive lineman, I was telling my daughter when I was, when because I, you we were watching the game on the phone together, I'm like, how these guys cannot be tired. There's no way you could be in the first quarter and you run in two plays and you're saying, you're tapping out, you need somebody else to come in and sub for you. You cannot be tired, not in the first quarter. And I'm watching the game unfold. All these mass substitution packages and so forth, and I've been saying it all along. I told you, I said, how many tackles does John Ford have? I mean, why is he playing that many snaps? How many tackles for losses? How many tackles does he have? And I told you, whatever his tackles total is, Whatever his sack total is, I'm telling you, Leonard Taylor has double that. And you looked it up and you couldn't find it. And I said, apart from the course, you could not find it. But you need to do the research to find out how many tackles does Leonard Taylor have, how many tackles does John Ford have, and why is he playing more snaps than the other guy. These mass substitutions bringing other players in, and I'm just like, if you put that kid in, of course you're going to run the ball. He ain't making no tackles. Making no tackles whatsoever, and you know, just kind of put me on hold. But I will say this: it will be a happy day in South Florida if I if, if they name my head coach Mario Cristobal. I mean, I don't, I I, I have no doubt within three years we could win the ACC. No, probably within two. No doubt. I don't care what the roster looks like. That's what I see there, and what I also predict too. As I do predict that that team in the Tuscaloosa is going to start to go down because once you start losing that South Florida talent, it's a whole different ball game. You start living well, like the look, rest of college football. Look at Keeping what happened whole... to Clemson, God man. Yeah, it could happen fast. Look That's what, what happened saying. to you, 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 yeah. you see what I'm saying? Once you start to lose yes, that South Florida talent, all of a sudden, welcome to the rest of all of college football. You know, and once but you don't, and once you don't have, have
1: Don Watson and and, and Trevor Lawrence as your quarterback too. All right, um, 563-999-3550, 563-999-3550. Hit the one on your keypad if you want to come on the show. Let's go out to the 985. You're live on Kane Sport Live. Hey, Gary, how you been? Swagger for life. What's up, Swagger? How you been, man? Dealing with Hurricane Ida. <laughs> well, I've been missing for a couple of weeks. Listen, I wanna I wanna I wanna uh touch on what the caller said a couple of couple of calls ago on why all those teams are like they are Cincinnati, Iowa and uh what was the other one? What was the third one. Uh, Kentucky he asked me about Kentucky, uh, Kentucky, yeah, yeah. They they all they all they all cater to their identity, which is what we don't have. Mark Stoops caters mm-hmm. to his identity for for his defense. Iowa does the three yards in a cloud of dust with a pop pass every once in a while. And Cincinnati deals with their toughness even though they, they schedule a bunch of cupcakes. That's why they that's why they do I mean, they're not scheduled but they're part of the AAC. But that's that's why they schedule I mean that's why they're successful is what they do. They cater to their identity. Which is something we don't have and we haven't had in a long time. I'm gonna that's
0: challenge good point.
1: You on something that I, I was gonna challenge you on something that you said earlier. Why is it and this is my this is my scenario. Everybody's talking about Scenarios and when do we get rid of when, would, when do we get rid of Manny and I mean I think we all understand that he's basically gone. If he's not gone, uh, then nobody really cares down in Coral Gables because what we all see is just, in my words, absolutely an abomination and not what the University of Miami should be. But why can't we go eight and four and win the ACC and go to the Orange Bowl? And still get rid of man. They could. Well, I mean, they could. That's the, that. It, that would be. But, well, but I, I don't. I don't know. I don't you know that I would earlier. Do that. I think. I think they
0: earlier. would. I think if that. If all that
1: happened, I swagger. If all that happened, I think they would punt. I really do. But 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 you know, but they're so far away from all that happening. I mean, one one week at a time. If they lose Saturday, it's over. You know, so to sit here and speculate that they're going to win every single game and and win the ACC championship game and go to the I'm Orange not, Bowl. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I just
0: don't feel. Productivity. I'm not
1: trying to speculate or say that they're going to do that. I don't think the odds are in the favor that they're going to do that. Even though the schedule is as soft as it is, I don't think the coaching staff has the capability to do that because they're too much, too big of idiots to be able to pull that off. Even though I think they have the talent to do it, and by the way, these young kids are playing their asses off. uh, You know, for for these guys. Which is a travesty in itself because they're playing for these bunch of dumbasses who don't know how to use the tight end, who don't know how to use their backs correctly. We, you know, it's been pointed out all night. It's
0: just it's I know, a don't,
1: don't call don't call them names, man. These are all good dudes. Like they're they're nice guys. They're good dudes. You know, they they might be failing, but you don't got to call them asses, man. Come on. But but come on, Gary. I mean, it, it, the the frustration is at a level now to where you got guys like you know the guy earlier who who's going to a game and leaving at the third quarter because it's just so obvious to see. I mean, it's just obvious, and these guys are getting paid millions of dollars, by the way.
0: I you think know, he I was mean, just tired
1: from being. He was at the racetrack all day. He came to the stadium. He partied. He drank. You know, I I think he was just tired. Man, that was a good game Saturday night. There was no reason to go home in the third quarter if you're already there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
12: yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, it was a good game. I mean, look, I, I pointed out that I think I, I think what the problem is is that these
1: kids just, and it's been touched on again, that these kids just aren't trained correctly. They aren't trained correctly in the weight room. They don't look, I, you know, just I watched the game again today on uh, ESPN. They replayed the game. And just looking at our kids compared to the other guys, the other guys just look bigger. They look more formed like a football team. Our guys look small out there it just really did i mean you know manny wants to talk about some oh, well, of, you know that some of them are trip. small i mean uh, well i mean i'm just uh, you know i'm just pointing out though that they, they just you know manny runs the place like a country club you know the videos that you guys put like on facebook and some of stuff, and, uh, i mean it's a joke the whole place is a country club i agree with that you know i don't no disrespect <laughs> i mean it's just it, it, it's just if if you hire somebody like a mario cristobal And you bring them in that building, like, you're going to notice a massive change from second one, like, just from the first second he's there. I mean, it's, you know, it'll be like night and day. And, look, Mario, I mean, I I agree with you. Mario, to me, is the guy. To me, there's no, there's no, there's not even a close second. Dupes and, you know, Fickle, and you can go down the list of names. And, and nah. in my opinion, you know, Mario doesn't want to be in South Central and USC. Mario doesn't want to be in Baton Rouge. Mario wants to be in Coral Gables. He wants to be there. He wants to be there as bad as Shamar Stewart right now wants to commit but won't, okay? But it's just going to take the University of Miami to, to man up and do what they got to do to go get him. That's simple. And now you've got to He's got to want to come, so we'll see. You you had said you had put you had put an article online about about I missed that. I was always going to challenge you on that too because I was going to tell you to come clean, but that, you know somebody had mentioned that you had put an article online about the behind the scenes stuff that the university is yeah. doing right now. But I missed it. I missed that article. So. You can find it. Just go back and search it. Go go back and and, and go backwards in the, in the story list. You'll you'll come to it. I mean, I'm just I'm just as frustrated as everybody else. I do believe that we have a good young nucleus of players. I mean, the foundation's there. I don't think we're a dumpster fire, other than maybe yeah, the offensive line. I even like what Corey Flagg and a couple of other young guys are doing at linebacker right now, uh, especially. Well, this past game, I think a couple of them kind of stepped up a little bit. But uh, I I I just think I think with the right head coach and it wouldn't take much to turn this thing around. And get us going in the right direction again. I think I it'll think take Mario a lot. to just done. the right but, but but you need the right guy, and I I agree with you. He would he would he would be the right guy. Um, that story ran seven days ago. So if you go on canesport.com dot com and uh, you search the news stories and go back seven days, you'll find it. Okay. Hey, gotcha. All right, right. right.
0: everybody. All right, man. Your... You got anything Thanks else tonight? So Talk
1: no, to you next time. time. Bye-bye. Thanks. Yep, next time. Bye-bye. All right, 563-999-3550. 563-999-3550. Hit one on your keypad. If you'd like to come on the show, let's go to the 917. You're live on Kane's Sport Live. Hey, Gary, what's up, BK Hurricane? What's up, BK? Talk to us. What you got? What's
18: going on, man? You know, sorry I missed most of the show, man. I, I got on kind of late, so. <laughs> not a problem. Um.
3: Yeah, um, I know the win
18: over the weekend kind of like, uh, well, believe it or not, they, well, I know you believe it. Uh, you know, there were a lot of people hoping for Kane's loss so they could hurry up and cut the cord and get rid of Manny. And, you know, you you know, you know, I was one of those guys that was kind of on the bubble. You know, like, do I want the win? Yeah, I wanted the win, but then I kind of still want Manny gone. And every time I hear about uh, these coaches that just keep throwing the names out, Fickle and all these guys, uh, Fickle, the Iowa State guy, uh, a lot of these coaches that that they're mentioning, particularly Fickle, it took him nine years to build what he built at, at Cincinnati. It took him nine years. Now, Every time I hear the Kings fans talking about, yeah, we want you know we want this guy, we want that guy. Just look how long it took that person to build what they built, and then ask yourself, do you still want him? That's why every time you say Mario's the guy, Mario's the guy, it's sounding more and more like Mario is the guy because Mario pretty pretty much turned Oregon around fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati was a nine-year project. All the
1: Iowa State was another eight seven year project.
4: Yeah, I, he, I think
1: this would be a three year. This would be a three year project for Mario. This is oh, my right, this would
4: be a three
18: year project for Coach Mar- Mario's caliber. Now, Luke Fickle, on on the other hand, you know, th- he may need some time. That
1: that yeah. that. Well, that, he might never. He might never, get there. Like Hilly, he like never get there. Like Manny's never get there. Luke Fickle. Luke Fickle's out. Golden. Okay. I mean to me, (laughs) same thing. Basically,
3: if i Golden go there with a team, that's where we'd be right now, right? We'd be Cincinnati right now. Correct. We we would be Cincinnati. We'd be pretty
18: good. Golden was a great recruiter, regardless of what anybody says. Golden was a pretty good recruiter, and we'd be Cincinnati, a team with a lot of seniors that's been around. He recruited. Good players, and we'd win. And then once all those seniors graduate, it's kind of like back to the Jordan board again for a couple of years. And I'm not sure if that's what we want, or you know, if that's what the 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 fans would be happy with. As much as they like to throw these guys. Oh, Mark Stoops is the other guy. How long did it take him to build
1: that at Kentucky? It's it, it, uh, been he's been he's been there a while, but. And he's done this before. Like, he's had teams that are at the same level as his team this year before in Kentucky. But this is, this, is, this is their ceiling. Like, they can't get any better than this. Right.
18: This is their ceiling. Once they lose a certain number of players, it'll take another three or four years before they get this good again. So we need a home run hire. We need a guy that's going to come in, a program changer, a guy that's going to want to come in and change the program immediately. I know there aren't too many of them less but uh mario cristobal may be the the last of the mohicans the last of that group because you know like nick's favorite ain't leaving alabama no time soon urban's mm-hmm. not coming here <laughs> you know what i'm saying like you know he's not coming here urban meyer could change this program around next year we'd be competing for you know like for you know for a playoff or for a or for the ACC not just the Colts. So, yeah, do I want to see Manny lose? Not really. I don't. I always kind of was rooting for Manny, you know? And I you know, like his passion is just undeniable. Like you feel bad for the guy. You know, cuz he wants to win. He just doesn't have he just he just doesn't have it. He just doesn't have it what it's going to take to win these games at Miami and and it's unfortunate. You know, it, it's just real unfortunate because I want to see the guy win. I think we all do. But at this point, it's like, is it too late? Should we cut the cord now? Should we get it, you know, get in front of this team, um get in front of this thing like everybody else? You know, like Texas Tech just fired their coach just just, just, just this week on Monday. And nobody's waiting to the end of the year. Everybody's positioning themselves for the few good coaches that they are left so they can make the decision more sooner than later. I mean, I get it. I would say if you're going, to, if you know you're going to let go of Manny, just let him go, or just let him know, or just do what LSU did to um, to Origin. Listen, we're just going to let you play out the rest of the season, and then from there on, we're just going to go in a different direction. So if you know you're going to fire the guy, put him out his misery. You know, mm-hmm. just just put him out his misery. It doesn't make sense to to
14: keep him around.
18: And let this guy have hope in the thinking, wow, you know, I could turn this thing around if I win week week by week and hopefully go on a streak and win the rest of my remaining games and make it to the ACC championship. And unfortunately, could possibly win it because the whole ACC is a mess. Clemson's not a powerhouse anymore. I'm still waiting for Wade Forrest to take a couple of L's. And who's to say we, you know, Manny wins out. We get the luck of the draw. We make it to the ACC championship game, and we end up playing North Carolina again and beating them. And then what?
1: <laughs> well, you can't and play North what? Carolina. They're, they're, they're I mean, in the I mean, coastal.
18: Uh... We end up playing North Carolina State again and beating them. And then what? And
1: right. then now
18: it's like, oh, <laughs> shit, now we're going to the Orange Bowl, a New, York, um, or New Year's Six game. Put the guy out into the misery. If you don't want him, say you don't want him. But then, you know, you know, this is this is this is a dilemma. If you don't want the man, just say, "Listen, Manny. Regardless of what you do, we're going in a different direction." But at that point, if the guy makes a New York Six game, which I'm not saying he, you know, he, you know, he will. Is
1: it likely? No, it's very not likely. But is it a problem? It could happen. Well, you and, know, and by the way, my my Miami winning the Coastal is a very remote situation. I mean. Yeah. You, 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 I mean, Pittsburgh would have to lose right twice now, Gary, It's a disaster yeah, I mean, Pittsburgh that. has to lose twice If if Virginia wins out And you're in a tiebreaker with Virginia You don't win the tiebreaker I mean it's not, yeah. I mean, It's, I mean, it's very remote Duke may go yeah. on a run
18: and just start Beating people at this point You know but, but that's pretty much it Gary I got on
1: kind of late I want to give other people A chance to get on Alright man thanks for being part of the show no problem. Thanks a lot, Gary. So, let's go to the 850. You're live on Kane Sport Live. 850.
15: You with us? Hey, who's this? Hey, it's Travis up here in Talley.
1: Travis, talk to us. What you got?
15: Yeah, Another night, man. Another night. Uh, just try and make a couple quick points because everybody really hits them. A couple callers ago, you had a guy that was very knowledgeable about Oregon. I've watched him since the Bellotti days, man. Because, like, you know, they were always fun to watch. But uh, Stanford's always been that team. You know how everybody has like kind of kind of a crappy team that always like sneaks up on them every year or whatever. It's Stanford. They're yep. built in the exact opposite way that Oregon has always been built. Where Oregon's kind of small, built on speed and you know boomer bust plays. Stanford's you know that that Wisconsin offense. You know we got three tight ends and we all weigh 300 pounds and check. It, you know what I mean. So, like, that,
0: that's Yeah, just but all like that. Their all that little if,
15: if the referees don't make those couple calls, Oregon doesn't lose that game. Uh, exactly. Yeah, that game was. I hate to, because my name's Travis, and somebody used this word earlier, but that was a travesty. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> it was. Um, it was. It, it, it was. It It was.
1: It was ter- It was
15: terrible. I mean, the, you know, that's their. That's their
1: top team. They, that's already put a big win up on the scoreboard on the road, and you're like taking them out like that with baloney calls like that that's horrible. I mean horrible.
15: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no no doubt. So there's been a lot of talk of why you do or don't fire Manny right now. Like beyond the North Carolina state game, it's the toxicity around the program. That's the only answer. You, you listen to every 3 hours that we do every Tuesday. And what's the conversation? It's the same conversation over and over and over again. That's why you get rid of this. You, you end all of it, all the speculation, all the trash talking, all the, the crazy fans that want to fly banners, you, you get rid of it all. You get rid of me, like every post that Miami has saying fire Blake James, you know, I mean, you end this crap, you know. You just – you get it out of the air right now. That way the recruits that are even kind of remotely on the fence, which is probably none of them, you know, they they can at least be like, you know what, maybe I'll hold off until February, like Shamar Stewart's doing. You know, maybe I'll check out and see if they're going to fire and who they're going to get, you know that that's a big deal moving forward. Um, Got to go here that uh, team match Odell all the way, you know, if we're going to fly a banner team match Odell, because the guy's spot on every morning, love his shit, man. He is, he's on point. You know why you don't play Gervin Hall? Cause you already know what you're going to get from Gervin Hall from your conversation. I believe this morning or whatever, like if, if he takes bad angles consistently, if he misses plays consistently well, this is in regards to whether you play Avante Williams over Germaine Hall. Then absolutely, you play Avante Williams because you already know what you yeah, got. That's but, but this is what I was arguing season. with
1: Matt about. Wait, wait, time out, Travis. Go ahead. This is what I was arguing Matt about as it pertains to that. We don't know Jack. We don't know Jack crap about what Avante Williams can do in a football game.
7: We don't know. We are, are don't you know not Jack. W- crap. willing
1: to take the gamble.
7: Are you Depend kidding me? What you if my if,
1: if my life is on the line, if if my entire career is on the line, if my future is on the line, and 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 I've got a kid that everybody thinks is great, but he doesn't know Jack Diddley about what he's supposed to do out on the field. No, I'm not putting them out there. And we have no clue oh, what hey, about. Hey, hey, no. Yeah, I'm, I'm on the
15: the exact opposite plane of that existence right there. If I am, and and, and, and and you'll lose that coach too. <laughs> Hey, I'll tell you what. I bet you if they do put Avante out there, he'll look ten times better than Gervin will. And I'm the biggest no Gervin fan, dude. That was my guy he, coming he, out. That guy. Is, he is also could. He terrible. also could go to...
1: left when he's supposed to go right, and give up a, and there will a, a, be a plays touchdown pass. That happen
15: like that because he's a freshman. Yeah, we're, yes, we're absolutely. Anyway. <laughs> That's what happens. But I bet you he gets an interception or something, or does a play that you're like, "Wow, Gervin would never do that." And,
1: and you know you're know basing I
15: mean? like that he, opinion on what? This is the same
1: argument I had with Matt this
15: morning. You're basing that opinion on what? <laughs> on what? The fact that he's not Gervin Hall and we haven't watched four years of him doing the exact same hey, shit I, I'm over, not, and I'm over, not and over and, and over I'm not Gervin Hall
1: either. You think I could just walk out there and play safety for Miami? I mean, I'm just saying, no. I'm not
15: saying, that. I'm not saying what would happen. Hall I don't know what would happen. We've maybe ever had, period. Like, I mean, he is a, beyond atrocious. I'm sorry. Has struggled you know I mean? every like, single
1: season. I agree. I agree. He has struggled every yeah, yeah. year. Wow. However, I
6: don't so, think okay. that means – he's a
15: good kid. You know. No,
1: I'm Go sure he is a good kid, but I'm just saying he has struggled every year. But that does not mean we can just throw him out on the football field and he's guaranteed to play well and he's guaranteed to know what he's doing. I'm not saying I don't think he's
15: that... guaranteed to play well or even know what he's doing, but I say that he's guaranteed to at least play up the Gervin Hall's ability from what we've seen from the last three or four years of Gervin Hall. That that That's, I think, the point that really needs to be stressed there. There is no possible way that Avante Williams cannot play up the Gervin Hall's ability that we have seen for the last three years. I, I, I think that's what Matt wanted to convey. I think that, I'm not going to put words in his mouth, but there's just no possible way that Avante Williams could play any worse, any worse. And and there's a litany of dudes. And that's why I said I'm team, Matt, because, yes, you have to turn this roster over. We're losing so many seniors at the end of this. Not losing. Thank the Lord. Please beyond Go. Go. But you you have to flip those other 15 players that he's talking about. You know what I mean? Because we already know what we got. What what is Cleveland Reed doing on this team? Where, Where is he? What is he doing? You, you know, I mean, he, he, he was gone, team and team they brought team. him back. Yeah, he was he gone. Nothing, exactly. And they brought him exactly. back why, to why not play. To this, is is to this is
1: why they're getting fired. This is why they're getting fired, Travis. It, it, it is. It, it, is it, it is. It is. It is program management malpractice.
15: Yes, everything <laughs> from from Blake James on Friday. You got it's it's a it's a total enema. You got to get over Blake James you got to get rid of Manny Diaz and all all of his staff and you have to get back to the fundamentals of what a football team is and that's evaluate, recruit, develop. I've been saying it for years on this. That's the three fundamentals of football right there. You know, if you if you have good evaluations and you have good recruiting and you get to develop them, you win championships. You know what I mean? It's it's not it's not rocket science. Football's not rocket science. It's we we all see it. We're all smart. Every caller on here tonight's been very smart and intelligent about what they said. You know, I mean, it's you, you. Just, just do it now before the toxicity. We, we don't need to sit here every week and have these same discussions. Just get, just get, get it over with. We all know where Manny Diaz is. It's not going to change. F I like the one caller said earlier. F I U alone should have got him fired. I mean, <laughs> but uh, yeah, please get some more callers on. Gervin Hall cannot play.
1: And I'm on team Matt with you. Matt, Matt's great. great. And, love,
15: and, we, and we love debating with each other.
1: We're not going to agree on every single thing. Some of these things, it's not like there's a right or wrong. Um, I no, just, that's you know, what makes the, the show I great. Under- is that you guys? Yeah, and the thing, I under- the thing I understand is that, like, yeah, okay. So Avante Williams was a nice prospect coming out of high school. A, he hasn't done a damn thing in college yet. He hasn't. Uh, done, he, 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 was, he was on the field for eight plays last week. We don't. We don't know Jack Didley about what G- Avante Williams is going to be able to do. That that would be like saying Lorenzo Lingard is going to be the next Walter Payton. Well, <laughs> like we. You know, we could have made that assumption, too. How wrong would we have been, you know? I mean,
0: right, it's like right. Mark
1: Pope, the, I, the Mark Pope is, 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 is going to be the next Michael Irvin. Like, we would have been kind of wrong that? on that do one, too.
15: Do could be worse?
0: Like, than, I, n- I, 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 I don't know.
15: I don't think Gervin Hall has been pretty bad. Again. But yeah. I do
1: understand so that's why, why up until last week, when Manny just finally threw in the towel on Gervin Hall, that up until last week, I do understand why he would have played them. I mean, I do. I understand how coaches think. All right, Travis. Thank every you so much. player to be a that's part of playing them, better this.
15: for Miami right now is is actually he's been forced to put in there. Whether it's the quarterback, it's the running back, it's Ja'Kai Clark that they were going to redshirt, it's Leonard Taylor, it's James Williams it's Cam Kitcher. You know, every one of those players he he's been forced into playing. Like, what does mm-hmm. that speak to as a head coach?
1: He's getting fired, Travis. I mean, it, like uh, almost definitely getting. He's almost definitely getting fired. I mean, you know, this is these are the reasons why. It's, you know, it's use of personnel, it's, it's ability to recruit, its ability to develop, its ability to hire coaches. It's a, it's everything, man. It's like it's you know, this is tough. It's a tough job, man. All right, thanks as no always for being Thank part Thank you so of the show. much. I'll talk to you next week. All right, I'm going to put out the last call Last call for calls tonight, 563-999-3550, 563-999-3550. Still got a couple more to get to, but if you want to get in on the show, you better get on the board. Right now, let's go to the 786. You're live on Kane Sport Live.
12: Hey, what's up, Gary? You always get me in late.
1: You call late.
12: <laughs> Who's this? Oh, I actually called I actually called early at the Q hung me up some kind of way. But anyway, let me get on with it. This is Flex. Hey, what's your Let's name? This is, it, just, this is, what's your this name? This is Flex. Flex. Hey, what's Flex. up, Flex? How you doing, man? Hey, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good. Quick questions, Gary, what would happen if – if how would recruiting go if Miami were to fire Manny right now? Who would take over the contact with, with the prospects and, 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 and that type Does that of thing? It doesn't matter. Name? How would that go? Makes, no, I'm, I'm just getting, I mean, no, you, you would I'm you would happy. name an interim head
1: coach. Well, I'm telling you, that's one right. answer. You would name it. You would name an interim head coach, and then the same coaching okay. staff would be in charge of of all of that. And I'm guessing they would take mm-hmm. Mike Rums out of the recruiting office and make him a field coach, since he's been a field coach. Mm-hmm. Or they could theoretically mm-hmm. do that with Ed Reed if they want, if they wanted to, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's and that's what would happen.
12: Okay, but okay, I, I just how went. are you I,
1: supposed I, to recruit when you don't even know who your coach is going to be?
12: They wouldn't be recruiting okay, anyway. Here's, yeah, no, here's my thing, Gary. Uh, just like last week, I talked to you about the administration. I talked to you about it all starts at the top. And I was listening to you and Matt's show uh, this morning. And uh, first of all, uh, off topic, on topic, Gary, Matt's right, bro. Like, uh, I mean, you know, I, I'll get to that later. But look the 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 recruiting part of it, I think that the administration and the university would be better off getting rid of Manny and letting the interim and whoever else recruit to Miami because one thing that the recruits are hearing and everybody knows Manny's not good. He's never been good. He should have been fired after Louisiana Tech and FIU. You said it from the one thing you said from the beginning. You did everything but say he was the wrong hire, and it, it's showing itself. But I think that. We can sell recruits better on, hey, we don't have a head coach now, but, hey, Miami's going to bring somebody big and good in. Do like the quarterback from Georgia did and recruit to the school and trust that we're going to bring in a great coach at the University of Miami. It's better than having a laid-up coach who the high school coaches are telling their players, hey, you don't even know if Manny's going to be there. Everybody knows Manny's not going to be here. I think it's a much better, much better way to handle things. Number one, I don't know if you agree with me, but, I mean, put yourself in this position, Gary. If you love Miami, right, as 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 a parent, right, or a coach, high school, right, and you knew the head coach was not going to be there, but, you, but the administration has reached out to you and your player, uh, whether you're a parent or a, a high school coach, and they're telling you, hey, listen, we moved on from Manny Diaz, but we're going to bring in a great hire. We want this program back to winning championships. That's a far better pitch than Manny's here, but he's a lame duck. He probably won't be here. Am I right or wrong?
1: I don't think it matters. I don't think anybody's committing while the whole thing is state of fun. What? I don't. That's my opinion. I don't think anybody's committing regards. I think all you can do is try to maintain what you have so far. And then the new coach is going to come then And wait, wait, wait. Then the new coach is going to come in, and he's going to look at that list of eight or nine guys. And he's going to decide if he wants him. So you're just holding, you're you're holding, you're a placeholder for a month. I mean, it's fine. I I I mean, you can do it. But I don't think you're, you're, you know, Shamar Stewart, Shamar Stewart's not coming to Miami (laughs) because you fire Manny and make make Jeff Simpson the interim head coach. And now you got an interim head coach. And, and Shamar Stewart's not changing his mind and coming to Miami instead of I, Ohio State, Georgia, and Texas A&M. I,
12: I totally disagree, number one, because he wants to come here, but he's uncertain because of the uncertainty of the program. Now watch right, this. Right, and that uncertainty's not changing Ste- until, the, until there's a new administration in me, place, So there's a let there's let the new head coach. Me, let me say this, and I'd like some callers to chime in on it, right, on, on the message board. Listen to this. If you're Shamar Stewart, right, you want to go to Miami. But you know that the coaching situation there is kind of just you don't know, right? You fire Manny, right? You reach out to Shamar Stewart and you tell him, hey, listen, Manny's not here. But this university, we're going to go out and hire the best coach available to get us back to where we want, where we want to be. I think that's a far better chance. Let's just change what? I'm not saying it's 100 percent, right? Stewart, it's a
1: Demar Stewart ain't a, signing anything until the third week of December, Gary. Okay,
12: all I'm saying, I didn't, I didn't say that, Gary. I just said. So, whoever the new coach is,
1: going to call him anyway.
12: <laughs> Gary, I just said you give yourself a far better chance now to make it him not not commit anywhere else and to wait and see. How about this? Shamar Stewart may say, "I want to go to Miami." Now you put Shamar Stewart in a situation where, hey. I better wait and see who Miami hires. They might hire the coach who I really want to play for. It could be Mario Cristobal. That's who I want anyway. It could be Lane Kiffin. That's my second choice. But I'm just just hypothetically speaking. Now Shamar Stewart's in limbo because he wants to go to Miami, but he won't go because he doesn't know where it's going. But if you fire Manny now, now guess what some of those recruits may do? They may sit back and wait to see who Miami hires. Because if Miami makes the best hire, guess what they're going to
1: do? Flex, 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 Flex. Listen to me for a minute. If Shamar Stewart wants to go to Miami, he's not committing anywhere until he sees what happens in Miami, right?
12: Gary, not if you still have Manny here, and some people are Fleck, saying – hey, Does Shamar Stewart Fleck.
1: have a gun – wait, 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 wait. wait. Come on, man. Does, does Shamar Stewart <laughs> have a gun to his head that he has to commit right now? No. He hasn't committed anywhere. He doesn't
7: even have to commit the third week of December, Flex. He can wait till February okay, right, to sign.
12: All right. all right, so basically what I'm saying doesn't make any sense. So if, right, if, cool. if in his right, heart right. of hearts, <laughs> Shamar Stewart wants to come to Miami, he do not have to do anything, bro. He doesn't Larry, have to do a I, thing. I, I, you're right, but all I'm saying is it's a better look for the program to, for you to sell to rec- a possible recruit that, hey, listen, Manny's gone. Okay. So you don't have to – If you want to believe that, that
1: it's fine. I. I would say that no wow. recruit is making a commitment one way or the other until the real head coach is hired and they know what's going on. I don't think it matters what okay. happens the next month. I don't think it matters yeah, whether it, Manny's it, there or not there. I think if, whatever, if it makes somebody I feel just, better think, to get, to think, get blood think, and, and send Manny on a vacation to, uh, like, where can we send Here Manny? Where should we send Manny? Here hey, wait, Where should we send them? What do you think? What do you think? Where should we send them when we send them on vacation for the for the final month of the season? Um, nah, I, should we I, say like I should we get should we get, get exotic said. and go Tahiti? Um, it's the, it's the wrong time want, of year to send to to them to We can't we, we can't yeah, send I them to want, Europe. I, I mean we could we could probably yeah, send them to, 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 to the, the Caribbean. Probably, <laughs> we could probably we could find a nice island in the Caribbean <laughs> to send them to send them to for the month of November. And then every then then you would you would feel better, right? You would have your blood, right? But, I'm just, but that doesn't no, mean Shamar Stewart or Nigel Lee Kelly or any of these elite yeah, prospects I never, I that you would eventually said, want never, to go to Miami I are going to sign with Miami said, because Manny's on vacation. <laughs> like, go bro, take a paid vacation, said, Manny. Everybody's going to want to come never, to the U. That's fantasy, Lane you.
12: I, 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 hate, I hate when you're not listening to me, bro. I never said that it was a guarantee. All I said was, if you were a parent or if you were a high school coach, it would be, Miami would be on better ground right now to fire Manny than to hold on to a lame duck coach. That's all I said. And I asked if you agree with Flex, me. You let let me. Let me put it this
1: way. Let's, let's say my son <laughs> is a blue chip football player. And, man, I'm telling you, Flex, I would love and to he see my son go to, go go to Miami. Miami. And he
12: Wait, to let
1: me finish. Miami. I would love. Love, love, love to see my son go to Miami, man. I just can't have him do it because Manny's there, and Manny's no good, and there's no future for him with Manny there. God, I would love to send my son to Miami. Oh, wow, Jeff Simpson's the interim head coach now. Oh, I'm sending my son to Miami now because Jeff Simpson's the interim head coach. Are you kidding that's me? That's not
12: what's going to happen, Gary. Gary, what are you talking of about? Of course that's you not understand. what's going to happen.
1: Gary,
12: just There's no here, chance here, let that's what's going to happen. Gary, you totally miss me. Let me ask you something else, Gary. Uh I heard you the the other night I listened to the uh, I listened to you and I listened to the show of, with you and uh, uh Alonzo and uh the other guy and uh
7: uh Lamar. That's did, like I, 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 yeah, yeah, I, right. did you like Alonzo?
12: Yeah, yeah did you like Alonzo Gary, was... Gary, you were right you're right on point with with the hiring of Alonzo and the hiring of, of Mario Cristobal at Miami. Like you are dead on, you've been dead on about that for the I last need a couple two, hours, Black. That's
1: all I need, man. Just let them put me in charge for a few hours. I will get it done. Right.
12: But the only thing I would, I think you would, and I, and I would vote for you to be in charge, but the only thing I got some reservations I see it a couple to hours. about is what, but listen, the only thing I'm worried about you with is this, Gary. Lonzo said, once we start seeing at Miami, we need to win the coastal. He said, no. Lonzo said, no, we should never do that. We should never do anything like that. And, and, and I'm always hearing you say, the contrary. You're always, and I told you this before, even before I heard Alonzo say it the other night. And I called your show last year and I said, I said, Gary, you have a big platform and a big microphone. Why do you keep spewing out of your mouth things that are the opposite of what Alonzo said? You've said no. It you're,
1: mis- you're misunderstanding. It. Like misunderstanding. Oh I'm, I'm 100%. I am 100% aligned with Alonzo. I, I think, oh wait, God. I think like Alonzo <laughs> Flex. Wait, wait, Flex. <laughs> Wait, Alonzo and I are 100% aligned. Yeah, I'm going to use that word aligned, okay? We are aligned. I think just like Alonzo. But what I said was that if Manny doesn't win the Coastal this year, you had to make a change. That winning the Coastal was the measurement for success and not success. That's what
12: I said for this singular season with this head coach. You you said it last year. Not for the program forever. Okay,
13: no. Win the Another coastal thing,
12: you could keep your job and have a chance to go to year four.
1: That's what I said. But here's the thing. Gary. I mean, you have to you, you, you have being, to live in reality, like you know, like you have to live in
12: reality. But Gary, Gary, you being you, Gary, once again, I mean,
1: since we have said tonight. Manny has to win the national title this year to keep his job. Yeah. Like, come on, what?
12: What you're better saying.
1: than this, man. I was. I used to think you were a good caller.
12: Oh, Gary, that's that's what Alonzo said. All I'm saying, I think you're taking You had content.
1: me, man. I was on I was, was on the
12: flex train when uh of of he calls back. Gary. Yes, last, last the last, last two weeks last have been rough. Point, last point, Gary, before I hang up. You, like like when you say like how could we fire Manny, right? If he's just won six games in a row, right? You said that earlier, right? Here's no, how if he, Gary If if, if you, he wins the no, you, before that you said even 6A, even the ACC. But listen to this. Here's how we should fire him and why we should, right? This is, how, this is what I, I expect out of you because I love your show. I'm a, I'm a supporter of you, so forth and so on, right? But here's how you should be saying fire his ass anyway. You know why? Here, well, here's an example. LSU just fired uh, Ed Orgeron 21 months after a national championship. Not only did they fire yeah. him. After think he
1: think about how much was wait. going on there to to lead to wait, that, that, that. That wasn't just that wasn't wait, just wait, losing wait. games. That wasn't just losing games. Flex, that guy was a train wreck as as you know off the fields as, as well. There was all kinds Point of stuff going it. on with with, with women, Point. with bringing women's yeah, I mean, kids to practice, having them out yeah, on the field running drills yeah, with players.
12: At the, at the gas and, and that's yeah, just what. Yeah,
1: and and that's only that's only what's come out, flex. Imagine
12: how much hasn't come out. But my point, but Gary, my point is, and just like USC fired uh, uh, Clay Helton, because USC, and if you notice in recruiting, right, if you pay attention to USC's recruiting, there's no turmoil. All of those kids, I think they're still top 10, if I'm not not mistaken, right? You know why, Gary? Because of what I just told you earlier. Clay Helton's out there. There's an interim interim head coach at USC, but they got rid of the lame duck, right? And I'm sure they're telling their recruits, USC is going to make a splash higher. It's got to be what's keeping those kids there. USC ain't winning shit. They ain't doing nothing on the field. They, there's an interim head coach there, but guess what they did, Gary? They got rid of what was the inevitable right now. And the last thing I want to say. Seven years. And the last thing,
1: seven. Seven years.
12: It, it doesn't, okay. it doesn't there's, matter. There, there's a
1: difference. That there's a difference between seven and three. Okay. If Miami <laughs> fires Manny Diaz after three years, that's going to be the most. That's going to be dunking, the most. Flex, if they fire Manny Diaz after three years, that will be the most aggressive that they have been with a head coach in the modern-day era of the program.
13: Certainly since, right here?
1: certainly since would 1979. Right? Now, I would have to go back and research the early 70s and the 60s to be totally accurate on this. But very rarely does a head coach get fired after three seasons. That's an indictment that right,
12: Manny really screwed up. I love your show. I love your show, man. I'm gonna keep supporting All you. Right. I just would love get. I would just would love if you would just put more fire to that ass on these fucking coaches and the administration put, because. Have put have fire, man. You got the power. All right.
0: That's I have. Power. I have. I put funny – I
1: I called this out from day one, Flex. I called this.
12: You, yeah, yes, you, you know did. that. You did
1: from the day did. it happened. You I did. said this was a, a disaster. You did. So you definitely yeah. did. You right, definitely man.
12: did that. 100%. Thank you. All right, next week.
1: I know, man. Thank you, Amen. Hey, man. Thank you for being part of the show. All right, guys, I got a couple uh, more callers on the line. I'm going to get to you guys in a second. Uh, I just want to very quickly touch on the topics that were and questions that were submitted on the message boards at canesport.com. Thoughts on TVD cashing the check he wrote with his mouth earlier last week. I love it, but I'm not the least bit surprised that Manny shut him down and told him this week, no more predictions, young man. So I don't think you're going to see that again. Um, the kids are fighting hard but in their heart of hearts, do they want to change? Man, that is a tough question. Um, I can't answer that one, but you know what I am going to do? I am going to save that one for tomorrow night. And I'm going to ask Lamar Thomas that question because he's been in locker rooms. He's been a player. He's much better equipped than me to answer that question. So I am going to save that one for the Lamar Thomas show tomorrow night. Um, Manny now turning on the fans for his poor recruiting seriously listen Manny is fighting for his life he's going to spin anything he can in any way he can i get what he's saying what he's saying is when the fans turn on the program no recruits are going to come they're not but the onus is on the program to be good enough so that the fans don't turn on the program so yeah i i i i get it i get the question i get what manny's doing It's just the whole thing's a bad dynamic when you're not good enough at Miami. Um, How screwed are we in recruiting? We just talked about that. Very screwed right now. But I do think that can change. If there's a change and they hire somebody like Mario, I do think recruiting will get better. And I do think that they will do very well in the transfer portal also. Um, With all the injuries that the players are sustaining, is that a direct bribe? Byproduct of the fact that they don't do live tackling and contact practices, the kids' bodies aren't prepared for the physical beating. Uh, that one is way, 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 way beyond my pay grade. Uh, interesting question, though. I, I, A, A, for, A for the quality of the question. Uh, I just can't answer it. I have no idea. If, if you tackle more and hit more in practice, does that make your body Uh, hold up better on game day against the stresses of game day and do you you not get injured as much i i don't know that's that that's for somebody that's an expert in that department great question though let's go to the 615 you're live on Kane sport live
16: hey garrett what's going on who's this this is mark from nashville what's up mark what you got for us man hey um well, I didn't expect it. there's usually not this much recruiting though. but um, uh, so normally I'm, I'm kind of a recruiting junkie. I, I, I like it, even though it's about as frustrating as the games are these you, days. But you're gonna, uh, to,
0: you're gonna have to
16: chill for about another month. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: there's no, there's, a, there's there's no there's
1: nothing to be a junkie about right now, Mark. <clears throat> there's just nothing know, much I going know. on, man. Yeah.
16: I mean, they're all, they're um, offering a
1: couple kids that have no offers from any other Power Five team. That's what's
16: going on. I know. Yeah, so the only question I had uh, just a little more detail on the numbers. Um, um, and you and Matt actually actually took one of my questions other other morning or night or something, and uh, and Matt gave a pretty good analysis of it. But what's the deal? So we're we're at eighty seven, and you can only be at eighty five, and so the problem is we have a bunch of players. We just have too many players that we can't we can't Yeah, add I mean, anymore. eventually so that's
1: where we're stuck. Eventually. There's, there's a lot of different things going on. I mean, eventually the NCAA wants teams to get back to 85. Uh, so teams are having to manage numbers and then there's a transfer element to it. Uh, if kids leave, you're allowed to replace them and things like that. So there's, there's a lot of things they're juggling. Uh, I mean, I can't go into all the ins and outs of it right this second. Um, Matt, Matt understands it way better than me, but the bo- the bottom line yeah. is that you have to get, you have to get back to 85 at some point in time. So teams are having to work back towards that. And Miami was way over 85 coming into the season. That's why, you know, you see them, like, kind of letting guys like Pope and Wiggins and uh, a couple of the other guys uh, that have disappeared during the season. Uh, that's part of that process. They're getting the numbers back. Exactly. Gotcha. Well, Matt,
16: Matt said something about, you know, you literally just need to – you would literally have to just kick 15 guys off the team or off scholarship. To really make this recruit, recruit uh, recruit, uh, can't talk, recruiting class. I mean, you know, be able to take full advantage of it. I mean, is that is that actually a possible thing that Manny would actually have the the guts to do that? Like like the Cleveland Reed, like somebody like that that's taking up a scholarship but has no. Well, I mean, we'll never see the field. No chance, really. I mean. Do you think he has the guts to just kick the kick the guys off to save this recruiting class?
1: All right, guys. Sorry about that. Not sure what happened there. The board went haywire. Um, I'm back, so let me. Uh, let me go try to get that last caller back in. Geez, it seems like uh, always something crazy happening. Um, Mark, are you still there?
16: Yeah. Yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> sorry. Uh, I didn't know what happened.
1: Yeah, something went something crazy there for a minute. Give me one second to just get this reset, and then I'll come right back to you. All right, Mark, go ahead. So what were you saying?
16: No, I was just asking about Matt, talking about kicking, you know, that you would literally have to, you know, to take guys off scholarship to to make room. I just didn't. I mean, I didn't know if Manny had. The ball yeah, no, I that, don't. You know, I,
1: like I, I think what would happen is if a new coach comes in, I think there would be some roster purging that would take place. I think you know that guys that are like dead wood on the roster would probably be told you don't have a future here. And you know they would be encouraged to go elsewhere. If they're close to graduation, they might carry them, you know, for an extra semester or something. But those will be individual situations um, moving forward. Yeah,
16: but if we don't get a new coach, Manny probably won't won't be won't do that, and we are probably we're probably looking at a a pretty slim class. Well, I wouldn't say that because Manny has done some of that.
1: So you know, we'll see. Okay.
16: All right, Manny. Anything else, real quick? No, that's it. That's it. I was just I was just wanting to clarify that. I was I was curious. I was just curious we you know, right. we get all these new we got extended numbers this year and then our classes. He's talking about not being able to take many, so it didn't make sense.
1: Not a problem, man. Thank you for being part of the show. Thanks. All right, final call tonight. Let's go to the nine seven three. You're live on Kane Sport Live.
16: Gary,
13: Gary, Gary, let me end it off. You're late. You're late,
1: boss. Listen, you got to. I'm very late, but let me end it for you, man. You got got two minutes and 30 seconds. Go.
13: Okay. Big time tackle. Nobody's talking about the tackle and whatever on that tackle to end the game. Nobody brings it up, but that's a big time tackle behind the sticks, man. Nobody is talking about that. Everybody's talking about Van Dyke, and I appreciate him. I appreciate him to play well. I appreciate the play call by to go to the tight end on the cross pattern, not to end the game, but on the cross pattern when it was, he's coming out, he fakes the, the handoff, flare out like a misdirection. He had his first read, was the first tight end, then he hit the second. Herrero, big-time play. These are things, listen, that kid from um, North Carolina State catches those balls twice. We're talking a different story, and this comes to my point. Man, he's still got to go. Win that game or not. I love the fact that the kids won the game, but he's got to go because his defense still showed a lot of holes. I'm not sure about a lot of stuff you guys talked about tonight. I'll go back and I'll listen, and that's a great way by you, too. You know, cheesy way, but a good way for us to listen to Lamar tomorrow. Oh, I just asked Lamar tomorrow, so check in with him. (laughs) I like that, Gary. Very, Very, very smart, very smart. We're just going to check it That's
7: on the show anyway. I, that was
1: not <laughs> the intent, Ross. I mean, I would hope that people like yeah. the Lamar show regardless of what I'm going to ask. Yeah, you Lamar. know me. I'm I
13: like, just thought, you know I I just
1: thought it was a good question for Lamar.
13: Yeah. Yeah, but you know I'm going to stick you with that. Come on. You should know me by now. Yeah, you're
1: unbelievable, dude. <laughs> yeah, i would give you that. All right, Ross.
13: I'm going to mess with you. Ross could do But listen, are not. But nobody down no, to what? about a minute. Go. That's cool. Wait, what? A, listen, all this recruiting talk and all this, Gary, aguac. You've had enough. Um, uh, Manny, it's time for us to slam the door on you. You called a timeout to give them time to run a play. Dude, I,
1: I don't think that's even, what happened, Ross. I, I personally thought he called timeout to settle his defense down there. Well, a, you a, a don't settle your defense
13: chin. down there. Every coach in America and outside the United States know you don't do that. If they, if we're going to give that up, we just go, you got to let them worry about that. And he's he's, uh, he's, 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 uh, uh, just—he's not the
1: first one to take a defensive timeout. It's time to stop playing in the. I'll knock Manny for—I'll knock Manny for a lot. I'm not knocking. I'm not personally knocking him for that one.
13: Listen, it's time to turn the. the, uh, My canes, my famous canes, are a Lamborghini. It's time for him to turn the car in, drive it in, (laughs) bring it in, brother, bring it in, park the shit, get your ass out of here. I'll talk to you guys right. later on. Appreciate right, the call.
1: Get in earlier next week. Yeah. We'll
13: talk. No, to you I wanted to come early. late, but I love, i just. Was- All, right. All right, man. So sorry about that. I didn't
1: mean to do that, but, um, anyway, I want to thank everybody that called in tonight. I thought the show was fantastic. Uh, pretty much every call was great. Uh, you know, my man flex, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's, he's a little out there right these days, but, uh, uh, I, th- I thought every call was great, including flex and uh, a lot of fun. Great show. Uh, tomorrow night, eight o'clock, the Lamar Thomas show. I'm going to promote it now. Sorry, Ross. Um, should be a great show as always. If you guys haven't gotten into the Lamar Thomas show, I urge you to do so. It's, uh, that's another one that's been really, really good this year. Um, we'll see you guys next Tuesday. We'll see what happens on Saturday up at Pittsburgh. And then, until then, I'll say good night, everybody.